Hello again everybody and welcome to another episode of Morphtastic Live. This is the audio version of our lives. We usually do lives which we upload to YouTube but we have decided to switch it over to Spotify Audio too. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to EcoGeckos for sponsoring us. EcoGeckos has opened up a live food store for the UK. Insects, caves, food bowls, tongs etc. So please check out www.ecogeckos.co.uk. I'm your host, Georgia Elite Geckos, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Seen uh, Mike with burns. I've never had one. The only snakes I've ever had was a guy. I had one garter snake. I had a handful of corns, and I had a handful of royals. But from what I've seen, and you could probably, you're probably going to laugh me, so I'm so wrong. Are berms quite? Even though they're big, and when they do attack, it's obviously devastating. But aren't they quite placid? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. I only ever had one that was viv defensive, but once she was out of the vivarium, she was perfectly fine. I had friends that come round, take a picture, take a picture and all that jazz and like, oh have you seen the size of Mike's snake? All that <laughs> I had it all people on the estate knew. I had people come and drop me off snakes that they found in the street. Is this one of yours? No, it's not one of mine. I'll have it though. Do you know what I mean? I'll have it. Because that's what I do. I took it all on board. I had corn snakes. I had king snakes. I had bows, rosy boas, uh, snapping turtles, blue-tailed monitors, roughneck monitors, um, hamsters. <laughs> um, what else? I've had I've had quite a lot of stuff to be honest. I was almost oh, I want to experience this. I'll go out and buy this. Yeah. I had this. I had a pair of tortoises, leopard tortoises. Oh, yeah. oh, mate, absolutely amazing, but make a mess. They don't half make a mess. Shit. <laughs> you <listen to> shit. <laughs> I tell you, literally, it goes in solid and it just comes out. Whoa, mush. Yeah. Um, but I had those for several years. Uh, I kept them, uh, put them outside when it was lovely and sunny, kept them outside. They had a place to live outside. Uh, I moved them on. Two weeks later, the lady rang me. Um, I've just had eggs off your tortoises. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> the only achievement I wanted for that season was yeah. to have eggs off tortoises. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, she had, I think she was at 15 eggs. But then she never got back to me to say whether they survived or not. And I was like, all that time and all that effort. And I yeah. moved them on for someone else to go, oh, I've got your reward. I was like, oh, God, treat yeah. me now. But was it, quite, was it quite soon when you sold it because of the likelihood of them being grabbed in your care? And obviously you didn't know, so she's got oh. pop, 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 pop. Yeah, two weeks, oh. two weeks after I moved them on, she had, uh, she had a playpen literally outside in a, a little barn with all the lights. She kept sending me pictures. And she went, oh, she's dug, and uh, I dug it up, and there were the eggs. And I was like, oh, mm. thanks very much. Just what? Yeah. Just... Oh, that's that's so annoying. Isn't it? Is that so? I mean, <laughs> like, can <I> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I have them back. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I sort of kept stuff for my own liking, for what I wanted to do and achieve from it, and to say, oh, I've I've looked after that. I didn't breathe everything I kept. Um, what I looked at doing was not run it as a business, run it as a pet, as I was earning my own cash. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll just treat myself to a corn snake. I got friendly with the guys at the local pet shop and a couple of pet shops in the area, and literally everything I brought, I looked at. Right, if I had babies off this, would you have them back? 
because one, I didn't want to get stuck with, and two, I didn't. The internet wasn't a massive thing, and I didn't know where to look, didn't know where to go. So I always made sure that they had homes to go back to. Yeah. Uh, so the local pet shop went, yeah, that's not a problem. So brought a pair of kings, brought of uh, black king snakes. Uh, what else did we have? We had loads. Corn snakes. We had corns. Uh, hog noses. Brazilians. Uh, oh, right, had a pair of horse. Huge back right. in, the, in your autumn. Now they're rare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I think I couriered six the whole time I'd done it. And every time I delivered them, the person was like, you don't understand how rare these are. And it's not just rosy boas are rare. It's trying to find snake rosy boas with not the same blood. Not re yeah. related to that. So yeah. a lot of them you buy, they're brothers and sisters and they're pairing them back, which is fine. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, we want, I need fresh blood. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got in touch with a breed, it was years ago, but um, I took it up and I says, look, have you got anything we can pair this with? And he went, no, it's a wrong subspecies. Looks the same, but it's a wrong subspecies. And I was like, oh, so we went halfway around the country trying to find it. I just couldn't find them, to be honest. And I, I like them. They're a small, handleable snake. Um, I'd love to have them again. Yeah. But the problem is when, when I had all my collection, everything was rosy. Yeah, everything was rosy. Uh, <laughs> then life, life hit, life got shit. I had to sell everything, move everything on. Uh, I had to grow up pretty quick. Uh, and then I lost, lost touch because it wasn't fair on having animals if I wasn't in it. Yeah. If I wasn't in yeah. it, it wasn't fair on them. It never is. Because they all they, they they seem to be the ones that suffered, you know what I mean, and that's why you get a lot of neglected animals. Uh, so I grew up a little bit, moved on, found women, found beer. Uh, <laughs> as you do, as you do, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, 2019, I think it was. I uh, spoke to a friend at work and says, "Oh, I'll tell you what, should we go to a reptile show?" Because he likes his tarantulas. Right. I, said, I know where you can get some tarantulas from. We'll get to the show. So we went to the show. Was that Doncaster show? That was the Donny show. So I generally went to look to buy as a pet. Mm. Bought a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Your breeding mind's got <laughs> well, it to Well, it was. It, it just everything just come back. It, it was all like, oh, the smell. Oh, all that BO. Oh, all them smelly people walking around Donny. Yeah. Oh, that's that what smell, that fresh smell of beardy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. That's what I wanted. All that muck. You know what I mean? All my time and effort into these pets. But uh, yeah, I, I went back. I brought three. I brought one from Mike from uh, the Gecko Lounge. I brought one from a, another breeder upstairs. He was. And funny enough, he was the only guy that I saw that had tugs. Mm. So I brought a tug, Het Bell, well, Het Radar. And then I brought a tug, Tremper from Mike. Right. And I took them out. I sat there on the internet for hours and hours, and I thought, oh, what could I put with this? What could I put with that? What can almost like a mad scientist writing it all down, sticking it on the walls. And I was like, oh, it's like being in a padded room. This, I'm actually driving me mental now <laughs> with how many morphs, how many genes, how many this, that, and the other there is. To back when I first kept geckos, uh, I kept geckos before, and as I said, I bred them and gave them back to the shop because what I used to do with the shop was they used to give me a credit note. Right, so right. my hobby generally paid for itself. And that's what I generally see in the hobby now mm -hmm. or I'd like to see more of than people try and do it for 
quick cash. It's not yeah. quick cash. Never will be. Never will be unless you breed millions or you go top end. But then obviously there's always the market because the market can crash if there's too many out there per se. But uh, that's a whole. Uh, that, that's one of the points in breeding geckos because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I sat in the car the other day thinking, oh, why don't I go back to normals? Because normals, to me, are just as good looking as any other morph, yeah. per se. Yeah. The same with the royals, uh, the normal ones for me. That's what I grew up with. I was at reptile shows when the albinos first popped, and they were popping out 4.5K each. Yeah. Now you can go to the show and pick them up for 100 quid. Yeah, I remember so, when, I, when I first got into the hobby, pied royals, even hets, were worth a lot of money. Now you can get a, a normal het pied for 50 quid. Yeah. They're new morphs as people buy them. and Similar with, with Black Knights and other stuff. If, when the more and more come to the market and more and more get bred, cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, like, like what Holly said, clown. Clown is huge at the moment, huge, yep. and it won't be long until it'll be a. Yeah, it's like a trend, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's, it is like a trend, like a fad. It, it's a fashion trend. It, it, it's a fashion trend. People breed it because people want it. Yeah. So I could say, oh, as as um as a drummer just said there, clowns are in. So what you'll find, everyone will be scavenging after clowns. Mm -hmm. I tend not to follow the trend. I want to breed what I like. I want to breed what I want to achieve out of the animal, yeah. as it as it, it's a hobby for me. I'm not producing for the masses. I'm not producing for the world. Yeah. But yeah. I'm producing on what I like, and what comes out the other end is is the bonus for me. That's that's my goal. That is my goal to see that I've produced this and I've got this and I've kept it, and that that that's the joy for me in keeping animals. I think uh, they're good. They're good on their own. Like, I don't know whether you're the same. And whenever you're having any bad thoughts, or it's, I just find the geckos get me and keep me out of trouble. It's like the other day, my old man said to me, "The man hours you've spent in that room," and I was like, it "Keeps me out of trouble, Dad. It keeps me out of trouble." Are you the same? Do you find it the same? Or if I'm not in the right headspace, if I've had an argument with somebody, I just go into the room and it just whoosh, gone. The whole time in that room, it's on my head's focus on geckos. Yeah, so I get in from work literally. <laughs> Don't take this so funny. I strip down in my pants, socks, and I'm straight in that gecko room. Mm. Uh, I'll spend three three hours down there. The wife comes home from work. I go up, I'll have some dinner. I'll say, I'll be back in a minute. And that'll be it then. She probably won't see me till oh, bedtime. Put my dinner in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll shout out, your dinner's ready. I'm like, uh, can you bring it? No, I better not push me up. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you do spend a lot of time. And that, that's the bonus of keeping these animals. They're not just a pet that you're like, oh, I've got a gecko. It's something you've got to like or else. It's just a waste of time you've been in the whole lobby, to be honest. You're just, wasting, you're just wasting people's time, your own time. And it's not fair on the animal. As I said, it's not fair on the animal at all. Um, they've got to be. <laughs> sorry, I was looking at the fish. Um, but you've you, you've generally got to put as much time as effort into an animal as you have a person. Let's be honest, or else it doesn't Breathing, work. Living, it's, you know what I mean. It has feelings, you know. You want, you want to put a baby in a room, shut the door, and leave it till tomorrow. Just throw a pot of mealworms in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> 
get on with yourself. Here's your formula. Do you know what I mean? Put the kettle on, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's all about. But no, it's the interaction and the happiness I get out of seeing animals being kept right mm. and producing. And you, you just come up with some outstanding stuff. It's like I've got a mix of stuff. I put stuff together. Not necessarily looking at, um, how can I put this, like lines. Like, oh, if I put this to this, I'll get a this, that, and the other. I've put stuff together thinking, oh, I wonder what I'll Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I had a conversation with Dave at DC Geckos, and I asked him about one of his mails that he had for sale, and I was like, well, oh, what about if I put this with this? And all it come back was, think out the box i was like oh, all right sorry i'll think out the box shall i so i went back to him with a few more um a few more females that i've got and he was like yeah now you're spoiled for choice aren't you and i was like oh cheers dave thanks very much what do i do now because i've got all my plans written down for next season they're all there and then dave come along i went think out the box what are you doing now so, not good enough yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? And that's what I can see him standing there. Go. Why? Text me at three o'clock in the morning saying you're going to put this with this, and all he comes back with why? Yeah. Think out the box. Dave asks. Dave asks questions like, for example, like that, and this he likes to see it as. So, like you say, the next season, Dave, I'm going to pair a copper to a tug, a bold tug snow, and he will say, why? Why do you want to do that? He's not. He's not saying it to like. I know you know. He's not saying it to like belittle anyone or make anybody go, oh, is that not good enough? What he wants is he wants you to tell him the project you've got in mind. Because if you've got a project, if I turned around and went, I want to make tangerine bolds and and some snows come out, he'll be like, perfect, perfect. But if you, if you were to turn around and go, oh, I don't know, I'm just hoping the snow and the tang will mix together, make a pinky colour, and he'd be like, no, they don't work yeah. like that. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. Um, as I said, I've had a mix, a mixed bunch this season, um, and I just don't know where that's come from. That or that's come from that. I just excuse me. I, as I said, I put stuff together thinking, oh, we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, it's, it's my own. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. You got it covered as well. Like what I like is what you just said at the start. You said. You've probably got it. If I can't get rid of all these geckos, I've got backup. You know, I've got like shops and things like that. Yeah, to totally. And you, I can see you, you love, you love doing it. You, it, it like some of the stuff, like with like clowns, you can cross a clown to whatever you like. So like this season, I've crossed the clown to a blood because I just wanted to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. This is, well, you, look, you, well, you think about it, right? You look back to where these genetics actually come from. So someone's gone out, got a gecko from that place, a gecko from that place, put them together, and they've gone, oh, there's an albino in there somewhere. Mm. So what's stopping you from putting a normal to a normal normal and producing something else, something that's not out, do you know what I mean, not out there in the market, such as Mike from the Gecko Lounge, he's got one on there, I spoke to him about the other day, and he's unsure of actually what it is, mm. and he said if he sells it, Whoever has it, has it as a project, but it's got to be bred to a non-snow to see what that female actually produces um, because he doesn't know what's in it. It looks like a snow, but there's no snow in that line. Is that that green line? Yes. Yeah. It, uh, funny enough, I, I, I spoke to Mike, and I've hatched a green line that looks very, very snowy too. Um, 
but there's no snow in the line at all. And he yeah. said, there's no snow in this line. And, I, I, you know, I've got loads of green lines. Jonathan worked on them. Every, loads of people in the UK work with green. I know snow's pop. So if you're going to pinch that, that's a shout. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. As I said, I've got projects written down for next season, but they may change still. I'm still not 100% on it, but I've got to write it down or else I'll forget and then when it comes to it, I'll be like, oh, I can't remember now. And then I'll end up putting something into something and go, oh, I didn't want that one. I didn't want to do that one this season. Yeah. But that's that's also the fun of it. That's what I find the fun of it, because you could turn around and go, I produced this one. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. what's in it, but I produced this. But, um, yeah. It's like me, but when you sell a gecko and that customer is so happy with it, that that gives me such a will to continue. I mean, if I sell someone a radar and they're so happy, so happy. It, you think, yes, get in there. Yeah. That, that, as I said, when it comes to the end, I say the end, that sounds really bad, but when it comes to moving them on, I'd like to see the customers happy with what they want, mm. which I don't mind spending, spending hours sending them photos of that gecko, sending videos of them, and then I've sold, I've moved on two this season so far. I've only put four up to move on. Uh, both of them are gone and I get pictures and updates pretty regularly. Uh, because I also do aftercare. I always do. And I said, if you get stuck, if you don't want it anymore, I'll happily have it back because I know it's coming back to me. I know everything's good, that it's not gone for some Tom Dick and Harry down the road that just wants it for a, a bit of a buzz. Yeah. Just to show off to the friends right. and stuff, and they dry out eventually, don't they? A lot of the time. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. But as I said, any animal you get stuck with, bring it back, and I'll always try and rehome it then. Yeah, because there's always people out there that want one for the kids, and the kids grow up, get a bit oh, it's a bit crap. Yeah, but um. There's a market, right? This is the thing is like, I do see some comments and people say, oh, don't breed crappy geckos. Don't be breeding normal geckos of 30 quid. But you, if I'm honest with you, if you are if you want to get into the reptile, into leopard gecko breeding, but you want to earn money out of it, my advice is get a load of normals and wholesale because of quick turnarounds. Like 30, £30 gecko, £30 gecko, £30 gecko. When I've got like uh, giants... I ain't earning a penny because I'm raising them, I'm feeding them. I I've got them till six months. They've cost me pretty much what they're worth. So yeah. if anyone's getting into this and thinks I want to earn money, wholesale is how you how you actually earn money in this. Unless you unless you're like Malt watching this like this. If you're working with real real quality, then obviously you got that. So you've got like Barry Gardner. He's he's Mandarin tangerines. He wants like two k for one. And also a comment Malt has put. He said uh, about pure line. Nothing's pure. And Malt knows this. Nothing. Nothing's pure. Everything. If you've got, let's say, for example, I've hatched a tangerine and it's and it's got a blue spot on its head. I've I've paired it to a male or a female, whatever, and I've had babies. I'm going to keep crossing that in to make that blue stay. Eventually, the babies are going to be start being infertile. There's going to be issues because of the bloodline. It's the same bloodline. So then, what you got to do is you got to cross it with something. So everything has been crossed. Everything. Yeah. The reptile arc, Sonia. Yeah. So yeah, everything. Everything's been crossed. Everything. Yeah, it has. You've. It's got to. As I said before, when you put two normals together and you produce an albino, you're going to cross it back to mom or dad 
yeah. to get more albinos and then so on and so on. Brother and sister, then their kids and back. And eventually you've got to put something fresh in. You've got to. And that's where you go back to the normals. They used to do it with royals. Um, and a lot of breeders now, lot now, um, there's a lot of breeders I know out there that still use normal as a base. Mm. So they'll put something across that, say a banana. So some of their clutch will come out banana. But with it being put with a normal, it's got a stronger gene per se. So that then will be put against XX or what? What? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, to make, that, to make those genes stronger. It's the same with the leopards. As you said, what's an ugly gecko? What Nothing. is? Yeah. An, do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like people like a, to me, a hypo, that's a normal old school you would have known when you first started. A hypo to me, I, 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 don't, think, I don't like that. But then there is somebody out there who loves hypos. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So what is what is a shit gecko? Uh, yeah. Every 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 gecko someone's gonna like. Yeah. People go to pet shops, and in one sense you're limited to what they have. Mm. But per se, that child wants to get. I want that gecko there. But yeah. to me and you, or to whoever, it might look. Oh, that's normal. Boring. That's not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if. <laughs> might be normal but you could put that against something in here or one of your collection and you could have something totally new yeah. you could have a different gene altogether we don't know 100 percent what half of these animals carry unless you did some sort of amazing tests on them yeah. You, yeah you've got no idea i get i get the albino strains and the ghosts and the the, the mcsnows and all those sort of strains and this can't be done that can't be done but where does it stop where did it start that that's it's one of those but as long as you play it safe in the hobby i've always liked it sounds really bad but experimenting mm. um which is what gecko breeding to me is also like so i could put this one with that one and as we keep saying you could come up with something new something fascinating something totally different and then as you said you yeah. will breed that with such and such to get more of those but then once it's done once, you've got to try and outcross it with something else to make it stronger, or else you're going to end up weak. Um, possibly, not just deformities and stuff like that. We don't know what goes on up in here with animals. Mm. They can't tell us, going, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm feeling a bit doolally tap here. I, I need, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Let's move on. Such as, but we won't mention that one because it upsets a lot of people when we talk about it. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, it, 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 it's one. It's one of those. It's yeah. one of those. I just but, think. I think. I like you said. It, I think all of this is. I, I do have pairings where I go. I wonder what that, what's going to happen out of that. That'll be interesting. But the key with it is, is be truthful when when it comes to moving on. So like, if I decide, and this is just an example, if I decide I've got a Tremper Green Line, I would really like that to go into a bell. Obviously, that would be paired to a bell, but you'd have to be—you've you, got to do it the right way because obviously, bell and tremper, it doesn't cause deformities if you're breeding together. It's just a genetical mess. That—that um, yeah. that is literally all it is. So you just have to be truthful. Line breed the tremper out. Lots and lots of test breeding. Just yeah, all of this is experimenting. There's so many people out there that are, are breeding to find the next morph, but just be—just be like true with it, sensible with it. And when you do sell geckos, you like. You just say to somebody, like, or wholesale stuff that's got het bell and het tremper. Just be truth. Just be truthful with it. 
Hetaclips and everything. Everything I buy, whether it's het free or not, in the back of my head, I think that could have Hetaclips in that. Yeah. Like you said, there's millions of things in these geckos. They could be like 5% MP. (laughs) Well, that's that's, that's the thing. You see, that could what makes up something new. Mm. But people don't know it's MP because you don't know it's there. And that's when I think it all comes together. And then, da-da, it's magical. Um, But it's the same... When I do my artwork, I put colours together and see what I come out with. And in one sense, that's what I see in the geckos, is as a, a living art. I, I do. I, I see them as living art, same as royals, same as berms. You get it in everything. And you combine those colours and you combine it and you put something together and you're like, wow. Yeah. That's coming I'm out. Done in. <laughs> I don't know any Tremper stuff that isn't for just some percent hit Eclipse. Don't even get me started, Mole. The whole percentage thing sometimes baffles, baffles my brain. But anyway, got some questions here <laughs> for you, Big Mike. Yeah, some by of them are way. Some of them are difficult. Um, what is your dream gecko? So what is, what, what is a gecko you, you've seen or you've looked at and you've gone one day? Like, for example, a lot of people is going to be Black Knight. So... Yeah, do you, do you look at it? What gecko do you look at and go, one day I really want to work it out? Why are you laughing? Begins with a R. Diamonds. Oh, um, but straight up, to be honest, uh, I haven't really got one. Mm. I'll work with anything. Anything that I like. I'll work with. Um, I've, I've looked at Black Knights. I thought, oh, what could I put this with? And I've, lo- I've looked pretty much across the board to see what's what. But as I said before, I'm more, how can I put it? I'm more artistic with what I try and put together more than this, that, and the other. Yeah, there is stuff out there I'd love to own. But then there's stuff out there that I think, oh, I'll put that together and actually see what that makes, if you get what I mean. That. That's that's the line I want to take. Um, like you had a, excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you had a tug and a bold or a, ba- a tug and a bandit pairing, and that came out yeah. saucy. That came out really saucy. So I'll show you this one. This one I'm unsure of. Where the other three, because the female decided to lay the rest of her eggs outside the um, the bowl, but this one's totally thrown me. I had a tug snow female that for some reason she kept laying her eggs in the water, but I'm lucky enough I got I, I got most of them. Oh yeah, got some deep oranges in that neck. Ooh. I'm just a professional at showing geckos, and I go ah bang. <laughs> well, this one has not moved since I put it in the tub, and now all of a sudden it wants to do everything that Batman does. Um, but this one seems to have lost. All it's bold, mm. but it's got oranges on its head. Yeah, and see. it just seems to be getting to me lighter and lighter. But we had the discussion, I think, with Chris from CNF Gecko and the Tugmeister, Mr. Redding himself, on to see whether it actually did have possible snow in. Because Dad, the Dad to this one, does look like this. Um, very similar. Yeah. But mum 
Mom's an absolute beast. <laughs> She's an absolute beast. And if you saw my video that I put on the other day, where she was in the front of the gin bottle, licking her lips. <laughs> She's an absolute beast. And I absolutely love this one. I think I've got to say she's one of my favorites. But she's, oh, she's going to mess around now, isn't she? I can see she's a big girl. Oh, Mate, she's like... massive. Honest to God, I, I try not to feed her. Yeah, she's, she's nice. But these lines are all solid, um, but she is. Hello. But she's got that great band across her nose which one of the hatchlings that I had has got. Mm. Um, but they've all stayed dark. It's only that late little one that I just showed you in there that has actually gone lighter and lighter. But what I'm going to do with her is I think I'm going to put her across a non-tug right. to, to see if she produces any tug snows. Because yeah. then I can say she is a tug snow. I've kept two out of that clutch back. So I've kept the one with the dark band across its nose and that one. If you go on my Instagram or my Facebook page, the pictures are on there, or if you want to ask me after. Is that the one that's got like, it's like two lines on the nose? Like, like here? Uh, no, the one actually, it's fully banded Full across banded. the nose. Oh, Full I know exactly the one. Chris Flavel pointed it. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. lovely. Well, that one, yeah, so I'm keeping that one and this one, and then I think the other one, I'll, I'll have to move on, because I've got to make space. Um, but, yeah, the, as I said, that one there, she just gets lighter and lighter. And she she come out the same. She had all the dark on, all the dark patches on. But I had to, I had to move her on to... Can't keep them all. You can't keep them all. And as I said, I keep my geckos probably longer than anybody else. Uh, unless I know that I'm definitely going to move them on because I want to make sure that they're, uh, they're healthy and fit to go. Um, but, yeah, that that's what I come out with. And... Wow! I know, you know, I know I mean? you do a lot of um, you do a lot of like art, artistic stuff. Um, I don't know whether that's your job or whether that's like another hobby. Um, do you do you in, do you do you incorporate your, what you do with leopard geckos into your artwork too? Like, do you ever like that? Is there a certain pattern you send in the gecko and been like, oh, that would that would look cool on a skull with horns on it? <laughs> You mean like that one there? <laughs> the Black Knight of Skulls. Um, sort of. I see the colours that I produce in my artwork and the art that I've done for others and everything else. And I can generally see that in the geckos. So putting geckos to the artwork, it's very similar. As you said, you're putting colour to colour and then you're producing this piece of artwork and you're just like, oh, that's actually worked out pretty well. But as I said, I, I generally don't do it a mass production, excuse me, um, because to me then I'm just breeding stuff for breeding stuff's sake. So this year I only put three or four, no, five females. Um, some happened, some didn't. And the ones that have are some great stuff. Uh, I brought originally, I brought uh, a 1-4 group from Chloe. Um, the green and tangerines. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, oh, yes. they weren't up to weight. So I've waited. I've kept them. They're sitting here perfectly fine. And I'll keep waiting until they're ready to go. I'll keep waiting. 
because I was like, oh, that'd be nice to put with that, with that, on all that, with that, and I'll wait. I'll happily wait. Do you know That's what I mean? It, it's part it of the hobby. I'm not, you, you'll wait another year. You'd rather not, care, you care about the gecko rather than just, oh, we'll just slap her, let her out a couple of eggs, let her struggle. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people have that mindset. Oh, if I get two, if I get two, I'm going to breed her early. I'm going to get two eggs out of her. If she dies, at least I got two eggs. I'm going to, I'm going to get my money back in, 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 and more. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally. Because um, to be honest, as you know, and some people in the group know, I started off with a real shit season. Mm. Shit season to the point where I thought, I thought you were going Never like this when I was a kid. I used to go to the pet shop, buy them, take them home, grow them, breed them, send them back. Yeah. But do you think it's because of designer morphs? It's because of like you've got all these genes in them and you know, like humans, some my genetics might not work <laughs> with somebody else, you know what I mean? And we might not be able to have a kid because of where our genetics and DNA don't work. Do you think because we've got all these designer morphs now and they've been lying breath for so many years and like you said, we can't see what's going on inside. Exactly. Exactly. Um I don't want to point the finger. The, the three I had, one was from one breeder, the two were from another breeder, which used the same male. Right. And they were... Right. But, as I said, I don't know. I don't know what went on there. They all went the same way. Mm. Uh, I sent poo samples off. Poo samples come back fine with test again in a few weeks on. So to me, it's got to be something up here that's twisted or just not working. The one I had, I was feeding it the night before. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, I remember you, had, yeah, we had a conversation. You showed me pictures. Completely yeah. fine, this gecko. Yeah, I, I was absolutely stuck on what to do. I was like, oh. But some days it'd be all right. As I said, the night before I fed it and then went down the day before and it was like uh, having a bit of a, mm. a wobble. And then coming from work, you know, it's just gone. It's almost like something just clicked. Almost like having a stroke. Not in a funny way. Do you know what I mean? It can just, yeah, yeah. something just happened. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, well, oh, my wife's watching now, so I've got to be careful. Um, but when I had one or two geckos, <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, oh, I've got a whole rack here. What if? Do I carry on? So in one season, that's why I only bred so many of my females because I thought I, I didn't want this shit to go through everything because then I'd just give up. Yeah. I'd have got to get yeah. more pet fish. Um, but no, I held off, waited till the results come in. Still didn't give me any answers, to be honest. To be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I stuck at it. I produced well, babies. You've got a buzz again now, haven't you? I've noticed recently you've got a buzz. To... Oh. I've, I've, I've had some wicked geckos this year. Wait till you see the next year, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Uh, honestly, I've got, uh, yeah, it, it did. It started, once they started hatch, hatching, because I did have a f couple of females that weren't laying. They were laying outside the box. And obviously, when I went to work, come back and the eggs are all nailed anyway and I was just like oh, but, but look what we could have had yeah. but it, that, that, that's part of the breeding to me that's 
It's one of those. Do you know what I mean? It's in the wild. It, it, the reason why they lay two eggs every two, three weeks is because of only one of the eighteen eggs that female lays every year is supposed to survive. I'm pretty sure in the wild they're like, oh, 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 I need to. Oh, this rock will do. Do you know, yeah. I think I think that's just natural. It's like, like I said, I had a tug. She laid it in the bowl. It's like, love, you must have got wet laying that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That female that I just showed you there, she laid four eggs in the in the dig. Mm. And then she laid the next four somewhere else. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That didn't work she, the first uh, time. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And there's as we said, as we said in the group and other bits, there has been incubator issues. Um, I've lost a couple, but I think they're infertile, and then I lost three mm. that were fully grown, but unfortunately died. And then three, <laughs> absolutely stunning. They were massive. The babies were absolutely huge, mm. but it didn't happen. But oh, to me, that's, that, that's, that's life. I've always gone on. That that's that's a live animal. You can't make that egg happen. You can do as much as you can, but you can't make that egg survive. If it's gonna die, it's gonna die. That's absolutely. You've done what it, you can. Just because it's a reptile in an egg, they can still miscarry. They can still like you know. You can have a, a human that's a week away from giving birth, and the tragedy could happen, and they could lose the child. Same with an egg. Like I know a few people myself. An egg's gone full term, and you're looking at it like, oh, this egg's supposed to hatch any day now, and then. Two weeks later, maybe I should cut this. You cut it, and it's like, what happened there then? Because it looks fully formed. It might have just died. Yeah, yeah. It's, the first egg died. Yeah, yeah. The first egg I had, it was from white and yellow copper to the electric. Yeah, the males there. Uh, the electric copper, and when it came out, I was like, oh. But unfortunately, it died. Absolutely gutting. But. That's part of the hobby. You've got to take highs and lows with this job. Job? With this hobby. Job? Uh, You're ready for job. the money! <laughs> <laughs> no, it just feels like a job, i tell you that for a fact. But it's it, it's all part and parcel, I'm afraid. It's, it's one of those. How I but, see it, as somebody who's been doing it for a while now, is if somebody, like Lucy just put, put a comment in is with you, is if somebody's got their first season or second season and they have a terrible, terrible season and they've managed to have the mindset to push on, I know you're going to be around for a while. Because if you give up over the smallest of things, anything could happen. You could, I could buy a gecko from America and it's been told, sold to me with no hets and I pair it for something and that whole project is ruined. You, you've got yeah. to just, I know it's annoying and I know it's the worst thing ever, but if you can push past that, you're going to be here for a very, very long time. Every big breeder has had their problems. Every single yeah. yeah, Yeah, a lot of people don't express it. You wouldn't go into, I don't know, you wouldn't go into somewhere and go, oh, you had a good season this season and then turn around and go, no, I've lost all my stock. Mm. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Any any person that feeds animals like that won't tell you the bit behind where it's all the negative stuff. It's all positive. It's all here I am. But no, it, it, there's a load of shit happening next door. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all there. In no matter what hobby you do, fish world, bird world, it's all there. It, there's negativity in every hobby you do, and I mean every hobby you do. Life. Um, life's hard. Uh, life's hard in bits. 
but you learn to live with life. <laughs> you have to. You have to move on. You know what I mean? But, um, what's your favourite line, Mike? What's your, what's your favourite line to work with? That's the question we've got. So, like, it might be copper, it might be clown. What's your, what's your favourite, like... Clowns. clowns. Um, I like the Lock of Bloods. Mm. And, funny enough, the wife has brought me a blood. Blood Tremper from uh, Dave, from DC Geckos. So... I'll be picking her up from the show and then I'm going to have to sit down and see what I can put her with. I was looking at possible, uh, Dave's got a nice amber super hypo. Mm. And then I went on to Barry Gardner's page and seen these blood hypos. And then I spoke to Dave and he was like, yeah, if you do, there's some real nice stuff that you could produce through those hypos. Malt in the chat, he's actually gone to America and met Barry himself. But yeah, continue. His stuff is... <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Bloods I would like to work with next and Red Diamonds. Um, but I like the coppers. I like the tangerines. As I saw from... Uh, as I saw... As I put in the group chat the other day, people that are doing free tangerine lines next year or the year after. Uh, what I would like to do in the upcoming future is possibly produce something of my own line, yeah. maybe. Hence the reason why it sounds wrong, but put everything together, put it all in the bowl, and see what you come out with. Like a pick and mix. What you just, what, what just said there is how Clown was made. A cl Clown yes. was a mixture of everything thrown together. Believe it or not, Clowns actually first originated, I believe it was a raptor paired to something. You know, yep. this is how things happen. It's like uh, Mike's green line. He hatched one. I could, if, if he would have said to me that was a clown, I would have believed it. And that's the one um, Telma and Dan at Dynamite got. You know, this yep. is, it's all experimental. It's all try things. It's like, in my head, I'm thinking, and I know Mike's watching this in point thinking as well. Red Diamond is Tremper. What's Red Diamond Bell going to be like? Do you know what I mean? Things like this do go through your head and you think, oh, I wonder, it, wonder if I expect it. Wonder I, expect. I love crossing things because you don't know what you're going to get. If I pair a GNT to a GNT, I'm getting GNT. If I pair Black Knight to Black Knight, I'm getting Black Knight. If I pair a clown to a Mandarin Tangerine, I know it's like you're going to get clown cross at Mandarin Tangerine, but I don't know how they're going to come out like. That's no. why I love crosses. Yep. Yep. It's, you've got your... Pure lines, but pure lines. That's, <laughs> that's that to me is almost like your Gucci. You know what I mean? You've got your Gucci lines, like your Black Knights. Sorry, Jay, but you've got those, and then you've got the ones that are down here that everybody's playing with. Um, there's going to be a medium somewhere, and once you hit that medium, they're going to be the ones that people are going to like. Oh. Like you said, the green lines, the red diamonds, I think, was tangerine, blood, cross, this, that, and the other. And then someone else took the project on and added a, a little bit of sprinkle of this and a sprinkle of that. Brilliant. And they got a red diamond. They called, they called it a red diamond. Do you know what I mean? It's all right. It's come from somewhere. Something's made it up. So it's just finding that little, that little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then all of a sudden you go, boom. That's it. Boom. That, that's... That's what I like. That's 
that's what keeps me going about this is the fact that I know you've got to wait so long for next season, but it gives you a general idea of what you can or what could possibly or or I'm really excited to see what that egg is. Yeah. That that's that's what it's in for me. That's what I enjoy about it. As I said, it's not it's not for the dollar. What I've I to work is dollar. how many people out there, Mike, who breed reptiles, like breed leopard geckos, but not breed it like we do, like as in breeding but how many people out there have got to a male or female normal as pets, they've paired it together and they've hatched something new and they don't even know. I bet, it's, yeah. I bet it happens so, so often. This is all yeah. this line breeding and, and you know, that's mutations happen from breeding son back to mum and mum back to uncle. That's how mutations pop from us being idiots with it. Yeah. <laughs> to truth be told. Think what's, going on, man? what's going on, Kevin? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's the enjoyment for me. Come on, go down there. Oh, what can I put with this? Oh, you've changed colour. Oh, this, that, and the other. And everything's changing every day. Uh, it's, it's the excitement of seeing stuff. Um, like, I had this mail from Dave himself. And this guy, I can't get him out. But yet again, he was in the video the other day. And this guy is the Copper Electric. Oh, nice. And he is the father of a couple of aptins that I've got up on the table now. Um, Pardon me, everyone. I've one of them. But nice. he's an absolute, oh, same again, mate. He's absolute, 85 grams he is. Yeah. And I don't feed him either. 85 grams is a unit. Um, and as I said, he's father of a lot of the hatchlings that I had this year. I put him against... Two coppers, two copper trampers, and then just to see what I get. I know people will be like, oh, but it's copper tremper, copper tremper, you can have copper trampers. Right? But they all come out different. Yeah, I've got some that look like mom, I've got some that look like dad. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, right. Even though, if you're pairing a Max Snow to a Max Snow, I know you're going to get supers in that, but you do get different variants. You'll get like you could get a super that hatch out of a strike. I know. And then I got nice. This one, this one is actually oh, she gets orange and orange each each time. She just don't keep still now. Not even well. But same again. This girl is on my page. She available. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I think there's two that I've kept from this clutch that I'm keeping. The rest I will pass on. Uh, the reason is I kept them because they're a bit different, and we'll see. We we will see what comes out of that one. And then there's a. Oh, all, this is what's fun. It's a hobby. Just do it humanely, and just have fun. Just have fun. You will get more. You get more enjoyment if you if you do it properly. You will get more enjoyment mm. if you do it to a point where I've got a rack, got twelve geckos. I bred all these baby geckos. I want to sell them all now. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to lie. When I first started, I thought it was about numbers. I was looking at Dave and I was looking at Michael Edge and I'm looking at Chris Flavell and I'm thinking. They've got all these geckos, they're producing all these geckos. Oh, I want to be like that, but I'm not thinking. It's not about what you're producing. Produce. If you want to work with Max, 
work, try and produce the best match you can possibly produce and just have fun. It's not about numbers. No, it's quality. You've got to produce quality animals. If you say you were a farmer and you produced crap cows, beef burgers, people won't buy your cows. Mm. You breed good, strong animals, people will be like, wow, quality. They come quality. back, they recommend. They will, they will come back and they'll go, oh, have you got a male that I can put with that? And you're like, yeah. Talk through them. Talk, talk it through them with them. Right, what are you going to do with the hatchlings? What are you actually going to do this for? Get them to, to relay back to you. And then you'll get to understand the customer, and the customer will understand a lot more. It's all right going on to Tinterweb and having a look there, but not in a funny way. It's got everyone's opinion, and everyone's an arsehole because everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. But you will get an answer from one person, a different answer from him down the road, a different answer from him across there, and then you'll get a different answer altogether from a pet shop. Yeah. So, so you, you've, got, you've got to be in it to understand, not consequences per se, but you've got to understand what you produce in these possibly 10 babies that then you've got to rehome. Mm. That was my major concern when I started breeding everything and anything that I sort of had. Um, it was the same when I had African pygmy hedgehogs. Um, we bred those. I had 10 of those. I had 10, 10, 10 little prickly things. Um, but at the time, I didn't do it for the money. It was the experience. And with those, you could only have two litters from a female in her lifetime. Yeah. So we, we looked at it. And we saw that there was people, oh, it's going to sound difficult, but people that wanted hedgehogs and they were willing to look after them. So we sort of vetted everybody that come and brought one. We asked for pictures of the setup, what they knew before we'd even consider. So we had a waiting list uh, for two years. Jeez. Uh, we were producing some nice, nice little hedgehogs and really, really nice. But as I said, they, they all had to go when life got shit. But, yeah, they were experienced. They were a different animal. But, um, yeah, I've always had something for geckos. I don't know what it is from the, the big stuff that I've had, such as the roughneck monitors, the boss monitors, and uh, the blue tail monitors. I've had all those. Um, but I've always fallen back for geckos. And I've still got a thing for royal pythons. I don't know what it is. The only thing that's stopping me with royal pythons is the market the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still on. Um, but um, <laughs> the thing that's stopping me that way is the market for me is flooded. Yeah. Uh, so if I did have them, they would be just basic. They would be pets, and I could say, I've got my, uh, this is what I've wanted. This is what I've got. Great. It's a pet for me. I don't mind. It's not a problem. If I could breed and I knew I could move the hatchlings on, that would be fine for me as well. But if not, it would just be a pet. It would be. Um, you Very similar to, not like animal-wise, maybe the reason why you really like ball pythons is because of, if there's anything genetically-wise close to Leos, would be royals, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a similar, very, very similar. Uh, but yeah, 
Yeah, lots of heads. The only thing with Royals, you don't have the albino issue. You can't. You ain't got three snows. You can't pair together. I think with Royals, you got. I think it's spider. You can't. It's that's the sort of the the no no is spider morph. Um, that's sort of it, really, from what I know. Um, yeah, I I had Royals. I, I found them so ungrateful. That's why I got rid of them. Well, funny, I never had an issue with a Royal. Everyone else seemed to, because people used to bring them to me. Yeah, and maybe you're just doing that I think I do think they can sense fear because I'm opening the tub like that. Do you know what I mean? So that's straight in. Straight in, mate. You come waving your hands at me. I'm going to slap it. You do, do. you know what I mean? It's straight in, because yeah, you've got to think from a defensive point of view. You're going in shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah. This thing's going, oh, oh, are you food or are you just going to piss me off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have it, have it. But, well, um, whenever they strike, whatever, whenever they sort of strike, it was sort of like, it wasn't aggressive. It was literally like a piss off. It was like it a was, headbutt. Yeah. Like, go, go away. Yeah, it's, it, I generally found that as well. They don't tend to go with their mouths open unless it is food. It's more of a headbutt, yeah. uh, a blunt one, if that. But um, yeah, it's there is, as you can see, same again. It's colour wise. I follow a gentleman that lives in Birmingham. Uh, balls to you, <laughs> twenty fourteen on Instagram, um, Gavin. Yeah, and I, I I follow his page all day long, and I'm like, oh, he's like thirty minutes down the road. I'll just have a look what he's got available, and I'm like, oh, that's really nice, or oh, that's real, or what's this? Oh, it's like four grand. Oh, I'll leave that one. <laughs> But same again, <laughs> they're forever they're forever producing stuff like there's no tomorrow. Mm. Uh, so if you same again, I, if I went into that side of it, it'd be a case of I would like to produce something that I've not had. Um, but then also, I've got to think about moving on any excess or finding new homes and all that sort of stuff. So as long as I find new homes. I'll happily breed them, I'll happily carry on. But as I said, that, that market for me is a bit saturated. I think I was, talk I was talking to Jason about it the other week because he, he's got some royals. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit flooded, even though I'm tempted to go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then with Donny coming up, it's a bit like, oh, no. They're all going to be there. I'm going to be on a free leash. It's going to be like, oh, stop yourself, stop yourself. <laughs> well, you're, but in you're, you're well into geckos now, so I'm pretty sure you're going to see geckos and be like, oh, I've got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other issue. I've got to stop buying. But <laughs> then also, I've looked at Brazilian rainbow boas as well, as I spoke to Ollie and Els. Yeah, stunning one they got. They're looking to produce some off her female. And... When I was growing up with a kid, I, we had Brazilians, me and a mate. We went halves on a pair, never put them together. Uh, but same again, they're absolutely lovely animals, lovely colours. And I would, I'd definitely have one of those tomorrow if I could. Just as a pet? As a pet. As yeah. a pet, I would. I do, I, I take a lot of this, like, how can I put it? People thought I brought all these animals back in the day to breed to make loads of money but was to me it was like you can't get these animals off the street because when i was a kid 
I used to catch grasshoppers, used to catch butterflies, moths, caterpillars, frogs, the lot. I used to box them up and I used to sit on the sit on the lawn with a shopping basket upside down and I used to sell them all to the kids on the estate. Quick <laughs> <laughs> <Rick> thinking. <laughs> well, oh, what a snail, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different coloured snails, uh, your slugs. All that jazz, I was like, oh, put it in a tub. I'm going to be laughing because my sister's watching this. And me and my sister, we had a thing for snails. We, we, we had African snails. We did something about snails. Yeah. I remember one day was in like, um, like an estate. It was called Heston. And it was going through the bushes and we saw a yellow shelled snail. Man, yeah. we were like, we, we hit the jackpot here, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Get it, box it, sold it to the kids on the estate. They used to come around every Saturday morning. Because they obviously did odd jobs around Snail, the house. What you got? <laughs> yeah. Got different colours. Yeah, I have, mate. Yeah, I've got all these. Um, I remember the day we went We went to a pond and we had a five-foot fish tank in the living room. We filled it full of water, went to this pond, netted every single tadpole that was in this pond, dumped them in the fish tank at home, put a light on it and just watched these tadpoles for ages. Yeah. And then obviously. They all turned into frogs. So we had to move them pretty sharpish. But we literally, we took them back to the pond that we got them from. And that's what I used to do with general animals. You say, oh, we'll put that in a tub. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It, I have been ever since I've been a nipper. Do you know what I mean? It's always been, oh, how does this work? Or what's that? Or what's this? Or how does that grow? Or what does that change into? Yeah. That, that's what I used to do. And now, I don't know if you can see it, but they also collect dead. <laughs> We collect because dead, dead bodies. Yeah, because with dead ones, you can keep hundreds of them in a box. <laughs> I don't need all this room, all this eating, all these bills. Keep dead ones. But yeah, it's um, that, I've just always been fascinated with it. And then obviously with the butterflies and stuff that I pin and do into artwork and all that stuff, that's almost like the other side of, oh, I've got a load of live stuff. And I also mess with dead stuff. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's all a hobby. Yeah. It's I feel like it's other... like we're all got this part in our brain where we just we're like almost one with nature almost. It's like when I go out with my boys, let's say we're out going to the club or something and I step on a snail, I go, Oh sorry mate But my yeah. mates go, It's a fucking yeah. snail. Yeah. I go by yeah. like, like <laughs> he's he's pissing off into a bush and I've just stood on him. Yep. You know what I mean? So I just think yeah. it's like how people that are in this hobby who really like animals or are fascinated by animals, I just feel like we're differently minded. Yeah. We went, when we was kids, my mate first passed his driving test and he had a mini. So he was taking it down the lanes and everything. And we heard like, he was just rolling down this lane because we couldn't see anything. And it was like, can you hear that popping noise? And it was like, yeah, it sounds like it's outside. So I got out of the car looked and it was frogs newts the lot on this on this <laughs> i was like oh my god we've actually run over david attenborough's friggin basket full of frogs and newts and all that and i was like we can't go on <laughs> we couldn't turn around so there i was gently pushing there's you Give yeah, <laughs> yeah come on move out of the way come on you're gonna get run over and i was like quite an iron be funny it went on for 100 yards it's friggin migration of frogs and newts it was like animals of farthing wood i was expecting the fox to come out and the owl to come down but i was like you can't run these things over they're just doing what they naturally do and some twats put a road there 
<laughs> so yeah, we went down, shifted them out of the way. We went to the chip shop to add some fish. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's always been there for me. And I think, because my family still questioned me, I went, we don't know where you get this side from. I was like, nor do I. I've got no idea. Um, but I know that my nan and granddad used to go bird watching and they were interested in their animals and all that sort of stuff. So unless it come from them, I, I don't know. But as a family, we've always had animals, dogs, cats, parrots. Oh, I had a parrot once. Yeah, he was a good little shit. Yeah, we had um, African grey. Yeah, I did as well. The thing, my dad used to go mental because it learnt the McDonald's thing tune. So yeah. every every five minutes he'll go... When we had, we had a German Shepherd as well, and I used to do a distinct whistle for the dog, and of course the parrot picked this up. Mm. So the parrot used to whistle the dog. The dog used to walk in and go, "Yeah," <laughs> and then he used to give the eye to the parrot as if to say, "Was that you?" As it was you, wasn't it? And the parrot used to look at him and go, <laughs> "Yes, it was." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sort of taking the piss. But the parrot used to feed the dog as well. They used to share food, and so you give. Sods. You yeah. give give it give it a biscuit. The parrot used to bite it in half, and then just used to chuck the other half to the dog. And the dog was like, ah, "Yeah, I've got a biscuit here." I was like, "Yeah, thanks, parrot." But yeah, it, as I said, array of animals I've always had. Stick insects was the other one. Pac-Man frogs, mossy frogs, white-eyed uh, red-eyed tree frogs, uh, normal white tree frogs. I've had a collection of everything because it just just all fascinates me. Absolutely fascinates me the bits. Uh, it's a shame to see pet shops not doing what they should be doing, which is also encouraging people to to not only to have animals, but to feel the love for that animal. As I said, my first <laughs> was two iguanas, and the guy in Pet Smart back in the day was happy enough to sell me two iguanas that were going to get to six foot long. I knew how big they were. We knew what was coming. We had a shed and everything for it. So we knew what was coming. Um, but he was happy to go, yeah. And you get a discount because you brought two. He didn't too. care about the animal at all. He just wanted no. to sale with that. And it, it, shops, and don't get me wrong, not all shops are bad. Shops no, have this vicious, vicious cycle where they know the animal, the person's animal is going to die. They're going to come back and get a replacement. And it's yeah. a vicious circle. You, you know yeah. what? about and, uh, and a lot of stuff back then was generally wild caught a lot of it was back in the 90s uh, that's when it all kicked off and now everything as we said it's all captive bred stuff uh but a lot of the pet shops just weren't interested it was oh do you want to buy this i was like yeah it gets to frigging six foot long and 10 foot wide so who knows in canic chase there might be a 40 foot iguana running around that jumped out my window i don't know <laughs> but, um, but yeah, back then they just didn't give a monkeys, and now it's just worse. It's almost like we've got to stock it because we sell mm. equipment for it, and it's like no. To be honest, you should be selling that animal with somebody that knows what they're selling to somebody that's dedicated to yeah. wanting that animal. And what I've noticed now, previously in pet shops, is a lot of prices have gone up, um, which to me isn't a bad thing. Because you know, then what was it I saw? It was a it was a it was a red bearded dragon, and it was up for hundred and eighty nine pound, which to me I know is steep, but and you can get them cheaper from 
say, breeders. But if you was looking for a bearded dragon and you really wanted a bearded dragon and you was willing to pay nearly 200 quid plus accessories... You're most likely going to look after it, yeah. You are going to look after it. And the same reason... If it dies, I'll get another one. Exactly, exactly. 30 quid, outside, out of mind. What's it matter? Do you know what I mean? It's But the prices have gone up slightly, but you still get the competitive people that are like, oh, it's 30 quid, and you're like, yeah, but if you put your prices up, people will be like, oh, paying extra, so I will. You buy a 50 grand car, mate, you're going to look after it. 100%. You buy a 500... I don't want this to offend anybody, um, but I don't. I personally don't agree with giveaway geckos because of that gecko has been given away. That person, if it dies or if it's if it's not doing too well, it's that didn't cost me anything. That's how I see it. Whereas if someone's spent money or something, they're more inclined to look after because of that cost me two hundred quid. Where oh, that's a free giveaway gecko. Ah, oh, don't worry about that. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I know. It's the same when people come up to free home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got to move my gecko on. PM me. But that's right. But how do you know that person's kept that gecko right? And as I said... Yeah. That, that, that's my opinion. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's it, You've got to look at the people that you're also passing that animal on to. Like, we've got a cat. We, we acquired a cat. My good, my good wife wanted a cat. I didn't want a cat personally, unless it was something massive. Um, but we had a cat from a friend because it didn't get on with their cat. So we've had this cat. We asked all about it and everything else. And then we had the paperwork through from the chip company and they stated in the email, rang the owners because they moved house, rang the owners, the owners no longer want the cat. <laughs> I was like, what? So they moved out and they don't want the cat anymore? Why? What, what What stopped them from taking the cat? The cat's been with them since whenever, mm. and they don't want the poor thing, do you know what I mean? That's bad. Especially, like, but, I, know, I know everything's an animal, but, like, a, a gecko and a cat's different, in it? You have that, that attachment, do you know what I mean? It's like my dog. If, so, if, someone, if someone said to me tomorrow, you've got to either rehome all your geckos or you're losing your dog, I'll, I'll see you later, I'm at the hobby. So I, yeah. with things like dogs and cats, it just made, like you just said, they've probably had that cat for so many years, had it as a kitten, they've decided to move, and, oh, we don't want it anymore. Just that, just, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. And it's the same with geckos to a point. People will be like, it's costing me too much in electricity. I've got to feed it. Oh, we'll just give it away. Mm. To who? To what? To where? Yeah. It's, well, and that's, in one sense, also does affect the hobby because people are like well i've got this gecko and this is what's happened to it so why should i buy one from you same again you potentially haven't brought it from a breeder who's dedicated to its animals or gives a monkeys about its animals you've just brought or had a gecko that was possibly ill when you had it and you just didn't do anything about it or they went oh, i've got to take it to the vets costing me 75 quid just for a call uh, an, inter an interview to go and see him it's cost me 75 quid and then I've got to give you antibiotics have it and it's costing me this that and the other and it's like yeah well that's part of it mm. imagine but if you I've, have to pay for health <laughs> as humans we always have to go to the doctors or a hospital at some point 
same with an animal. When you buy yeah. these animals, you've got to think in the back of your head, okay, things do go wrong. Same with breeding. When you breed animals, you've got to think that, you know, you might have a male that decides to bite a hole in your female's neck. You know, you need to keep yeah. in the back of your head that it's an animal and they do get ill and things do go wrong. So, you know, you've got to be prepared to... And this is another yeah. thing that comes down when you, you when we got all these geckos up myself, you know, you need to be prepared that, you know, the things go wrong, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like those tests I did that I sent off. They cost me about 25 quid each. Yeah. So that was three, tre three tests at 25 quid each. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It's like you've got 100 geckos because you've gone, I'm going to go big. Yeah. 100 times 25, mate. It, it, cost, yeah. If you've, got, if you've got that in your back pocket, you're doing freaking well. But a lot of people can't do that, I'm afraid. Yeah. But that's part of our sort of the hobby as well. People just, a lot of people think, oh, you can just keep a gecko. You won't need to take it to the vet. So it'll be all right where it is. It's doing what it should be doing. Anything, no. Yeah, if fish happens to fish, happens and, oh. and absolutely anything. It's like my old man, he does he does marine, marine fish. And oh, yeah. Happens, <laughs> yeah. He's had white spot and he's taken out the whole thing. It's yeah. like, or he's bought a fish from the aquarium and the water had copper in it and he's got all corals dying. And I'm not into all my marine, but he's he, he, now he, he's very, if he buys a fish or buys a coral, it, it's very, very rare now because he sees it as a big yeah. risk. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a question here, Mike. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> where did the name Mr. Mr. G Breeder come from? Like, uh, wait, uh, to me, how I read Mr. G Breeder, to me, that's it, it reads because Amber went, I thought his name's Mike, and I said, Mr. Gecko Breeder, hey, is that what it is, Mr. G Breeder? My, my name is Michael Robinson, so I took my first initials and went, Oh, MR, so I will go, Mr. That's Gecko smart. Breeder. See, because oh, as you smart. said. You had CF Gecko, you had DC Gecko, and I went, Mr. Mr. G. G Breeder. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So that's where the name come from. But, yeah, great question. <laughs> I thought when it would be asked, because I sit there sometimes, I think, no one's asked you where this name's come from yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. I thought it was just Mr. Gecko Breeder, but now that's even clever. No, must my, must, must my initials, yeah. <laughs> there was a thing you could keep and or remove it, it name a thing you could you would keep and remove in the hobby keep great people remove horrible people <laughs> um but yeah if there's anything i could remove really um not really i think in the hobby i think it needs a lot more people to get involved and understand animals but as I said, I would remove, I'd remove negativity from people because we're all in the same hobby doing the same thing. Yeah, people don't get on. You just move on. You just move on. Because it brings you down as a person. Then if you generally think, I hate that person, all you think about then is the hate for that person. You lose interest in your hobby. Yeah, you've got your mates who have backed you up and gone, yeah, I hate him as well. Brilliant. That's great. But you, you've got to move on or else you'll just lose the love for the animals and the hobby and think, 
I won't do this anymore. I ain't going over there because that's going or this is happening. And oh, we do you know what I mean? It's yeah. oh, I'm not going to that nightclub because that bouncer hates me. Yeah. No, mate, I'm going to that nightclub because I'm going to dance. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going for that bouncer. I'm going to that nightclub to dance. Yeah. And that's the way I see it. It's there is too much negativity. There's a lot, as I said, as I said before, it's in the bird world, the fish world. Any sort of world you join, it, it, it's all there. It's all there. People hate you because you've bred this. People hate you because you said this. Yeah, it's the same as if you're a footballer, you're crap because you played for. Oh, look at all the shit the England players got. Do you know, I know what I mean? Exactly. Some guy sitting in Saudi Arabia. I know. Oh, you're all this stuff. And you're, well, if you're really that big, mate. You've got to sit behind a freaking computer and do it. Well, I like to be upfront with people, to be honest. I'm. Transparent with me, I'm transparent with you, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's that's what I should be. And do I go to bed at night? Do I wake up in the morning? Yeah. Has it stopped me from doing what I want to do? No. Let's plod on. Plod on, mate. Um, life's too short. Seen it happen to a lot of people. Yeah, just give it up. We've had conversations, and I've said, to you, "Oh, mate, I just this—I've had enough, sort of thing." You're like, "Just, just ignore it. Just move on. Yeah. You know what you're doing when you get cozy. Everyone's not going to get on. It's just how life is, and just—I've always looked at it as well. Sorry to interrupt, but that's right, mate. If I didn't know you and the guys in the forum and the rest of it, I'd still be carrying on. Mm. Regardless, do you know what I mean? It's 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 one of those and yeah when you start talking to people and someone does disagree with you that's what sticks in your head then because it's easier to spread negativity than it is a nun do you know what i mean it's yeah. it's like because i do building work i could do a thousand good jobs but everyone will remember the one bad one i did it's yeah like, like the one you posted me the other day <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really interested in the positives. They like if I say to someone, "Oh, Jay's Black Knight." Sorry, Jay, for making you an example. You're my boy. You understand? Yeah, Jay's why Black not? Or our uh, best this, best that. But if I turn around and went, "Oh, he's got um, parasites in his collection." That's what will stick in everyone's head. Not the "Oh, he's got incredible geckos." They keep the "Oh, George said he had parasites in." Do you know what I mean? And as I said to you before, when. You've got a guy that's got a hundred geckos up front, but then he's had shit at the back and not told you about that. You see him for, oh yeah, look at all these geckos are fabulous, but he hasn't told you about the stuff at the back because he knows that seeing you, you'll go, oh, has he told you he's had uh, he's had issues down there? That's why I was open with you guys when I had those three that died. Yeah, no, you straight up. I want to know why, but then also I'm telling you guys because it, it happens. Mm, 100%. I know, I know of a boa breeder back in the day. He he was top end boa breeder, and uh, he was selling stuff out of his collection that had I can't remember what the disease was called, but they did stargate. He was classed as stargazing, so your snake could just swizzle all the way to the the ceiling, whatnot. But he was still selling his boas, knowing that he had this, and then all of a sudden, bang, gone, gone off the face of the earth. Yeah. But you're not being open with your customer, hence why he's gone hit the fans, you know what I mean? But yeah. I've always found it transparent. If you're open with me, I'll be open with you, and I will be open with anybody, to be honest. But as I said, you, you'll never upset me to a point where I'll jack it in, because 
which is what I want to do. And you've been doing it for such a long time as well. You you started in the nitty gritty. You started when when you got them two iguanas. I can imagine the information on them was shocking at the time. Yeah, yeah. The books, everything I read was American. Mm. So all the books and the pet shops were in American, and this is what you need. And there was there was vibs that aren't made to standard today. They were just pieces of wood put together with some slided doors on. Um, the heating system was a ceramic dish or cover. Funny enough, I found that they use them in the fish and chip shops, you know, to keep all your chicken warm and all your fish warm. Yeah. Ceramic heaters, they use them in there, and you had to wire them yourself. You had to put tape on yourself. Fire, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I says, I've got this in my bedroom. I says, yeah, I've got to, I've got to wire this myself. It called me ceramic blocks to screw stuff in and all the wires. And you're just thinking, Christ, am I going to let you shoot myself or yeah. the animals or whatnot? It was, it was, it, it was interesting. As I said, I went, I followed the NHS, the NHS, the IHS, when they were doing shows down in um, Rodbaston College down by me in Penkridge. They were doing them down there, and I used to go in there. And this is where, I, this is where people say, "Oh, you, you flipped, you flip stuff." So I used to buy corn snakes that wasn't eaten for five quid five pound right take them home spend the time and the effort feeding them getting them to weight and, and then i went back to the pet shop and i sold them on but as i said to you before that money that i got back then from the pet shop was a, a credit note so i went and went yeah here's 100 quid worth of corn snakes they were like oh these are amazing here's your credit note so each week i would go in and buy my frozen I'd buy bedding. Get all your food, your bulbs and stuff like that for free. So yeah. yeah. But people saw me doing it. They took the wrong perspective perspective uh, took the wrong way and thought I was making loads of money. Oh, don't buy from him. And I was like, No, well, I'm doing you've got this animal that is pretty much been its class is done, it's finished with. He ain't feeding. Yeah. And you've got this animal. There's a YouTuber called Go Herpin, and he does this. He goes on Craigslist or Pre-Loved, gets these geckos that are up for a tenner, really bad nick. He feeds them, brings them up to where, and you sell them for 30 quid. He's not earned anything from that. All the food and everything, do you know what I mean? It's like you, I know a woman, she's probably similar age to you on the Curio, and she told me a story that she, back in the 90s, she, they used to give her loads of corn snakes, ball pythons, a lot was wild caught back in the day, and she said, when the shop, couldn't get them feeding it was we're done with them and she used to do what you did she used to have like assist feed them get them feed yeah. by themselves and yeah. she will find them good homes or exactly well i enjoyed doing that i knew that there's an animal there that needed some sort of help or or we could work with this animal and i had some beautiful animals for, to next to nothing because the breeder was like oh, i've got to sell it end of season i need the room for next season and you were, as I said, I was going in and buying these corn snakes at like five quid. I was coming home with like loads and loads. I was like, oh, what have I done here? But I'd spend the time feeding, getting it up to weight, make sure everything was good. Stay there. Um, everything was good and everything was well. And I'd flip it to help me with my hobby, mm. to help me feed my clan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I had a lot of. So, like, I was having berms that were eating piglets, extra large rabbits. So I had to buy those from the shop. And they're not cheap. Do you know what I mean? Eight, nine quid. Yeah. Uh, bags of mealworms. 
crickets, hoppers, and doing that on a weekly basis, as I know as a hobbyist, can build up. It does build up. You've seen the prices of stuff, of live food, etc. Um, but it all builds up when you've got a big array of animals and you've got a big collection going on that you just keep. I'll just answer that question, sorry. Hi, Sonia. I'm from uh, Canuck, Canuck in Staffordshire. But, um, yeah, it's, it costs. This is what people don't see. People don't see the electricity bill that you have to pay. People don't see your food bill. People don't see that your eggs might not come through. People don't see your animals dying suddenly. Um, they all just think you buy animals, you breed them, you make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen, I'm afraid. If it did, we'd all be fucking millionaires, wouldn't we? will not be sitting here doing these lives, mate. I'll be in Spain. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, no, more questions? Are you ready for you this? Belt them out. You belt them out. Mate, I'm gagging for a week, so I'm going <laughs> to give you this question oh. once, and I've got to go. Um, how many geckos did you start with? I'm a new, I'm new to breeding. What would you recommend? So I'll let you answer that to the world while I go and I will watch <laughs> <my> hands too. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> right. So I started generally as pet geckos. I knew what genes there were. I knew what they were, what they could go with. Um, if you're new to breeding, I would possibly suggest a one one or a one two. But as I said to George earlier, I would make sure that you've got somewhere that you can move the hatchlings onto. Potentially, you could have anything from 10 to 20 new hatchlings. Uh, it's an experience. I say do it. Do it. Absolutely do it. Get involved. A lot of information out there. Speak to other breeders. There is breeders out there that will help you. There's some that won't. That's just the way people are. But some will help you through the way. You might come to it and go, oh, I don't like this breeding lark anymore. Um, right, I won't. I'll, I'll sell what I've got, but I'll keep the others as pets. It does happen. I've seen people go full ball and go, oh, look at all these babies they're producing. Look at all this money they're making. Doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. If you want to do it as an experience, I, I say do it as an experience. It's fun. It's exciting. It's the way, If you're into your nature, if you're into your animals, I say do it. I'd breed anything. I would. I seriously would. Um, but yeah, but make sure that you can move those babies on once you've produced. But don't give up doing it. Do it. Honestly, it's such a buzz, such, such a buzz to go, I've produced this little baby. It was this big when I brought it. It's this big now, and I'm producing these. It, oh, that's what it's about. That's what it should be about. But you do get the people that go, uh, if I put this one with this one and I produce albinos, will I get £60 an albino? I was like, I don't know. I don't know the market today, tomorrow. It could all change. Something could happen. Boom, all the breeders could disappear. It could be three of us left in the world and then you're charging loads of money. But we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the market. If you're, because... the, if you're not opening up the incubator and going, yes, don't bother. Stop. No. <laughs> if you're looking at an animal, gets me like that. <laughs> just a, a baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Poking yeah. its head out. I've, I've done something right there. Do you know what I mean? I'm such because, as I said, a normal could come out like these did, and then 
three months, four months down the line, they've gone, we're actually orange. And then as many, many people will put on there, like Calvin did from uh, oh, Hot Wheels Geckos, I believe. Brummy, David Attenborough, Brummy with his birds. Um, <laughs> he put on there, he's passed on a lot of hatchlings and he was like, oh, hmm. Moved him on. People have gone. Oh, look at this! And he's gone. Oh, oh shit! I shouldn't really got rid of that one. Yeah. But I know that he's had health issues. But he, he, some of his stuff is absolutely stunning because mm. he selectively breeds. He hasn't bred much this season, but the stuff that he has, oh, stunning. And that's to me. That's what it could be. Should be. Yeah. You selectively breed. Same back to that question. Afford the best quality geckos you can. See a plan of what? Don't plan. I hate planning. Mm. Send you do like that planning. Just get on with it. See what you like. Think, oh, I could put that with that. Let's see what we get. Reverting back to where we started the conversation. See what you get. Do you know what I mean? Andrew, put that one. I like the look of that one. As long as the jeans go, as long as the colours go, oh, I'll put that one and that one and that one and that one. But don't be ever disappointed with what comes out of that egg. Because that's what you're in it for. That's what you want to do it for, is to see that progression of you've put two animals together. So in theory, you're playing God, I like to call it, which you are. And then you've produced this. You then, as God, has got to look after all the hatchlings that come out. But also, you've got to go, wow, that's what it's about for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Fabulous. Uh, don't get me wrong, it does get a bit worrying. I've got a hatchling here, and she came from a pair that I brought from CF Geckos, Chris Flavel. Um, <laughs> and it was Chris Flavel. He sounds like a bloody fish. Oh, <laughs> oh, Flavel. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> like so number five. Yeah. Um, but I produced it. So I put this hat. Oh, bye. You going to wash your hands? No, 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 man. Um, just, just going to show, <laughs> just going to show off a crest thing. But um, I put the the pair together, and I was like, yeah, the female. She laid me four eggs, and I nearly look at that glow. Yeah, he's a beast. There was someone from my last live that kept asking, "Can I see your main male? Could a head on him?" Triangle. Yeah, they are. They are stunning. And I won't lie, I have had Cresties before. Oh, yeah? And they vanished. <laughs> so I kept a bit of a varium. They were, they were, honestly, they were tiny. And one day I went in and they were sitting on the wall in, in the shed. I was like, oh, you got out. So I was like, right, put them back. And then I don't know. that. To me, when they're bigger, they're a lot me. I, I do like them. I do like the colours. I like the, is it the black ones? The anthristic? Exantic, yeah. Exantics. Yeah, I do like them. They are stunning. Uh, look at him. But yeah, um, as I said, I put these geckos together. So it's tangerine, het, radar, I think they were, or het, eclipse. And when the egg hatched, the baby come out, and the same again, it's on my Insta and it's on the Facebook page. Uh, she come out like almost like a pure white and she was thin. She was absolutely tiny. And I thought, 
oh no, I've got something going on here. I was like, what do I do? I didn't want to handle it, didn't want to touch her. So I managed to get her in a tub of her own and then it's getting that process to get eating and all that jazz. And I was like, eat, eat, you've shed, you've pooed, eat, eat. And then funny, I, I put pictures on the other day, I'm sure I did, but you're not going to get, I, she's absolutely stunning. And what I like, she's got, she, <laughs> your little son. She's tangerine, but she's oh, got yeah. purple oh, yeah. down her side. You can just see them on there, and then she's yeah. got the purple yeah. patch on there. But her eyes I are absolutely and it's on both sides. And the fact that she's come out tangerine, and I don't know, she's nice. And this was the one that survived, the smallest one. Yet the big one didn't make it at all um but she come out pure white she didn't open her eyes for several days so i think everything was just too bright but uh but yeah she was an absolute she, star and as i said she's putting on weight now she's uh but it was just those purple lines that she's got down both sides and on the back of her eyes so she's still got a blue eyes oh they're red do you know what i mean and then as you can see there's just bit of purple there and then the purple down her back but as i said there's pictures of her on my facebook and instagram but i'm keeping this one as well because i had a radar male i think from klg that i believe she had from yourself mm. and she moved it on because it wasn't part of her plans but i had him and she was like oh he's a fussy eater but i don't know what it is he come here mate he eats like a gannet um but he's put loads of weight on now and he is yellow with a white tail. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, bang, put him together with her. See what we get. Cause dad to that one that, there that I've just shown, he's like a pale tangerine. He's almost like the inside of an orange peel. Yeah. It's like a pink color. Got you. And she sort of picked that sort of color up as well. Now I think that's where she got it when she was actually. Right. So, but now the tangerine's coming out. Yeah, she's she's a stunner to be honest. Uh, I didn't produce many bells, as I said. I only put so many females into breeding this season. So next season, the other half will go into breeding. I like to give them a swap and a change and a and a break. Also, you got some uh, special stuff coming in. So next season should be fire. <laughs> let's hope so. I've seen oh. some of the stuff you said you've got or gonna be getting. So, I think it's going to be a crazy season for you next year, for sure. Oh, yeah. It will be. With with the stuff that I'm thinking about and the way that I want to go, yeah. If it works out, fantastic. If it doesn't, fantastic. Because, as I said, the stuff yeah. that will come off it will be, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, possibly a normal tangerine, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But to me, still a gecko, but to you guys, it might be like, oh, wow, he's producing something. See, because as I've always said it with art, people look at art differently to how the artist looks at it. To me, these are my geckos, and I think they're fantastic. To someone else, they might be like, oh, my days, look at the state of that. And I'm like, yeah. it's just my gecko. Everyone has you know? taste, doesn't they? Like, Chloe loves yeah. green. Jay hates yep. green. Jay goes for me. 
if I hatch infernos with green, you and Chloe will be taking them on sort of thing. You know, everyone yeah. has their own taste. Like you said, yeah. it, you, if you can get, I don't know, two different artists, show each other different work, and they're like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Everyone yeah. has different taste. Totally. Absolutely, totally. Uh, but some of the mixes I've had this year, I would like to possibly put them against lines next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that, I see Junior Geckos is watching. Some of the stuff he put on the other day I followed. Um, yeah, some nice stuff. <laughs> Absolute nice stuff. So I did speak to him the other day. I messaged him after the live, actually. And yeah, hopefully. Who knows? Who knows? Well, there's definitely going to be a big shipment in December time. And that's this is for, this is for everyone watching as well. Um, it goes through Jay. So big up Jay. And I know there's um, going to be a, there's going to be a shipment from Europe. And there's going to be a shipment from, I believe, Japan. And a shipment from USA. So it's round about December time. If anyone's got animals from them locations, they really want to get involved you can sort of thing so even you mike you're a fan have you probably spent enough he's only next door <laughs> but um yeah that as i said we'll see what comes with next season i've put i don't like call it planet as i said it'll do you fruiting planning anything does your fruiting because you always go a bit anxious a bit Ooh, okay, well, i've got to stick to that plan you haven't not with breeding geckos the only plan you've got to stick to is make sure that you can move those hatchlings on. And I'll say it continuously, whether you like it or not, make sure they've got houses to go to or you've got room to keep them all. The, the, and, my, little, my little ring light dropped. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, even me, I, I, I've got a backup plan. That there's a guy called, he sometimes comes on a live, and I think Chloe knows him. His name's Ed, and he's, got a little, he's, a little, he's 19 years old. He's got himself a little reptile shop, and... Um, I, I've had a conversation with him. If I ever get stuck with some geckos that I do need to free up and some space, and he said, "Yeah, we will take them on." No. I've gone to his shop, my courier. I think what he does is exceptional. So you know, there's backup. I, I, that's my what last shop? resort. His name's is Ed Exotics. I believe he's not far from you. Where, where is it? Telford. 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 Yeah, the boys from Telford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's I've, a really, really yeah. nice young lad. He's actually had a few geckos off of me. Uh, I've, I've, I've wholesaled to him. So it's always good to keep in your back of your mind that just speak to some like decent shops and say, look, if I, I'm breeding leopard geckos, if I ever do get stuck with them, would you be able to take yeah. them and move them on? Because reptile shops, they move them on like crazy. You don't yeah. realise how quick. Well, but, uh, well, I was meant to speak to him the other week. I spoke to him a few weeks ago because he, he had a trio of red-eyed um, crocodile skulks. Um, which I've also kept before. <laughs> I also had white lip pythons as well. All these things just keep coming back to me now on what I've actually kept. Um, but yeah, he had a trio of those in, and I asked him, and he went, "They've gone." And I'm like, "But they're just so, so nice." Um, but yeah, I meant to get in touch with him as well. There is a pet shop. I say pet shop. It's a garden centre down by me, and I started buying reptiles from them when I first started. And I spoke to a guy the other day and he was like, I don't care what it is, I'll only pay X amount. Mm-hmm. It's not very helpful when you know that, I know a breeder, well, I don't know the breeder, but I know somebody who takes them down there and he gives them pennies, absolute pennies for them. Right, and you're just like, like, 
eight quid for a leopard gecko. Doesn't matter the morph because they don't give a shit. It's just a gecko to them. So yeah. you do, if you do think of ho literally wholesaling in the last resort, because I could take yeah. him awesome. a thousand pound black knight and to him it's that's just a leopard gecko. Yeah, I'll give you twelve quid for it. Yeah, I'll take it. a bit different. Have fifteen quid credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm giving there's twice the price of credit. Yeah. Get two tubs of locusts. It's like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're off dead because they're from last week. But <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 not the way I want to go. But I also know a couple of shops in Birmingham as well that are willing to pay. That they know that they won't have to then ship from abroad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and they know where they come from because mm. I brought from the guy before and sold back to the guy before so yeah it, it's as i said it's a last resort but also i know they're a pet shop that will look after them funny enough talking um the venomous he sells venomous in his shop so uh yeah it's always one of those like background with because i know in the conversation in i think it was the whatsapp group the other day and we we're talking about venomous stuff have you um have you dealt with any venomous stuff I personally haven't kept any. I know a gentleman that did yeah. have a large collection. Uh, he had a large collection of venomous stuff. He also had caiman, um, eyelash vipers, gaboon vipers. He had a spitting cobra. Uh, he had pygmy rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes, western diamondbacks, uh, tree vipers. <laughs> yeah, and he had a tiny... King Cobra. <laughs> wow, no, that's a beast. If he, that, that is something. That is absolute. Especially when you're feeding him dead snakes. Do you know what I mean? That is a beast. This guy's chopping up. They almost look their scales almost okay. patting. When This one that we saw, he was. He just looked you in the eye. He, as soon as you come in, he'd be like, oh, I can see you. And you're just like, all right, lad. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was... He's just looking in your eyes all the time. He was almost like, I know what you're thinking. And you're thinking, yeah, don't bite me. <laughs> yeah. But we went round, we went round, had a couple of days training with a couple of venomous, this, that, and the other, uh, which was more scary than coming on here. I'll tell you that for a fact. But yeah, he used to, he used to get them out quite often and he used to handle them quite often. But yeah, and then the guy in the shop, he's got venomous. He, does his DWA, DWA license and all that jazz. DWA. <laughs> DWA. He got his DWA <laughs> license. <laughs> <laughs> you could drive you mad. But um, they're, they're a totally different experience altogether. Totally all day long. <clears throat> but, yet again, they are a nice animal mm. to have, to look at, to look after. Um. But that's if you want to go down, because that's all totally different. That's vet bills, DWA licensing, people coming to vet your house, people coming in every, I think it's four times a year to come and check the animal. Yeah, and if not, yeah. they take the license away and then you're pretty screwed. But uh, yeah, it's... Sorry, the wife's going, going to get some food. <laughs> um, but I was tempted with a, with a caiman. But the wife's laughing here as if to say, you're not having one of them. <laughs> you're not having one of them. You can live on your own. Um, Can't you get the, the dwarf caimans, though? Can't you get, like, quite 
they, they do get obviously a quite a nice size, but they can't you get long ones that are quite miniature? Yeah, the dwarf caiman possibly probably about four and a half foot. I think there's a subspecies of it. It's about four and a half foot. Once anything gets over two foot, you're going into dangerous territory. Then it's you could be dinner. Oh, I'm off. That sort of jazz. But if you did things right, the same as any any reptile or exotic animal, even down to your rabbits, if you do it right, you will enjoy that animal. Mm. And to me, I worked it out because I think there's three countries that have different set rules for these animals. So, like, the one was you had to have an 8 by 6 dry land and then you had to have an 8 by 10 pool just for one caiman when he got to four and a half foot. So... We've got a 30-metre garden down there. So, yeah, potentially I could have one. Well, she's gone out now. Hey. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I was looking at. But, <coughs> excuse me, they are cheap to buy. You're looking at 400 quid. Mm. Crazy. But then you've got your expenses on top, your licences every year. You get vet billed every year because they've got to be inspected. So, yeah, same again, it's dedication. You've got to have the dedication for that animal and know what that animal's needs are and what you need to keep that animal. And it's the same with any animal, just on a smaller scale with the geckos, with your ball pythons, with anything, anything reptile, you've got to give that dedication to that one or the bigger one. Mm. Same as your Burmese pythons. I had a stack of four vivariums that were like eight foot by four foot by two foot. And I had to crawl in with these animals to get the shit out of the back and change his water bowl and do all that. But that, that, to me, that's part of the interest of the hobby, as I'll say. I bred them once. I had 10 eggs off one female. She was a, not a small female, but I think she was dwarf, possibly bred. Um, they were infertile as it was, but that was it. I knew I could move them on. Because obviously I didn't want ten extra it's gigantic worms. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, as I said, and I keep saying, hi Dave. Anything I'll keep saying is make sure that you can move those babies on. You will get breeders out there, and I'll use Dave as an example because he's a nice guy and he, he produces a lot of quality animals. But come end of season. He'll have this many animals. But you know from his quality and being the nice guy and having SP geckos as his salesperson, he won't have anything left because he's built up such a reputation with people and other breeders. He knows. Every show, he travels overseas, you know, yeah. He can produce, for example, it's not what he, I don't know what he produced. He can produce 300 animals knowing that every single one of those is going to go find a new home. Yeah. And that's what you've got to look at as a startup breeder as well. You've got to build that reputation. You don't want to go in guns blazing going, oh, I've brought 500 geckos. I've bred them all. I've got 50,000 eggs. What am I going to do with all the babies? Mm. So, yeah, you've got it. You've always got it. And that's my mindset. And funny enough, it was my granddad that said it. As long as you've got somewhere to move it on, do it. Do it. Nothing's stopping you from doing anything. Just 
Go and do it. As long as your heart's in it, do it. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. Don't stop. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Move on. Yeah. Move on. There's always, there's always something out there that will. Move on or try something different. Yeah. Keep the animal. Try something different with it. But as you said, there's negativity in there. People won't do it. Mm. People hate you doing it for doing it. People hate you for breathing. Wow. <laughs> if you're that bothered, stay away from me. Don't get involved. Do you know what I mean? Do your own thing. I'll do my thing. You do your thing. And that, I, 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 I don't know. It's my attitude. I, I don't know. How we humans are. We're too smart for our own goods. You know what I mean? Um, people you... judge. No matter who you are, people judge. I judge. Mm. And I'll sit there and think, no, actually, he's not a twat. He's a real nice guy. This is what I like about the lives is a lot of people is like, I thought I knew I thought I knew enough about you until the other day and you was like, oh, mate, you don't know what reptiles I've kept. I was like, I thought you just, a couple of years ago, you got some geckos. No, you got, you started, do you know what I mean? You started off with two iguanas and, do you know what I mean? This is what I like about the lives because of, you can, you can judge somebody like when I a lot of the time when I speak to people on Instagram as well I'll send a video of me talking to them or like especially the Americans because of that way they can see my facial expressions like um, I was listening to Herpin Hours podcast and Nicola said something spot on she said like when you on Facebook let's say you're giving somebody advice if I say to somebody oh that light's incorrect just like that they're taking it the wrong way but if I put that light's incorrect smiley face it takes the blow away yeah, it's easy to misread stuff and to mishear stuff when people say it. Just in life in general. Um, as I said, when I text Dave about this animal, and all, all he put back was, think out the box. Tell you what, I felt like I felt like Luke Skywalker when Yoda was telling him, when he was teaching him. That's what I felt like. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm learning. Dave's the master. But I'm learning. Do you know what I mean? It was like, think out the box. I'm thinking... Think out the box every frigging day. Yeah. But Dave was like, just don't go for the norm. Go for the diff. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. Go back to the normal then. It's up to you. It's up to you, but that's what we do. Take it Say again, sorry. You won't know till you try kind of thing. No. no. As I said, you don't know if you like it unless you try it. So, yeah, breed, breed a pair of geckos. Have some babies. If you don't like the whole process, move your babies on and just keep your geckos as pets. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yes. I'll try something else. If, you, if, if you're not too, if you really want to pick <laughs> and you're not too keen on leopard geckos, maybe try, that might sound silly, morning geckos. Very easy. Live together in a colony. They can have eggs in the, in the colony with them all. The babies can hatch. Just go for something a little bit easier. Um, yeah. But always, the, mo the motto of this live is do what you love because it, it will show and don't go in with this mindset. All of us have. Um, it will be a lie if all of us who started this hobby didn't think, oh, we can breed some geckos and get some money out of it. Because when I first got my two geckos, I got them from two pet shops. I bought an egg incubator. incubator. I got six eggs. The six eggs hatched. They got to 15 grams. I moved them on. I thought, whoop. They flew out, and I thought, oh, yeah. I'm going to go and buy five more adults 
Do you know what I mean? Everyone starts off like that, but it just, it just yeah. doesn't work. And I'll be honest with you, the first thing, one thing I ever regretted, and when it was when I bred my first McSnow. And I regret it now for the day. Did you get the McSnow for Mackies? <laughs> McSnow, yeah. It's like a McFlurry. Uh, what are you doing here, lad? My, my but, um, red light's not having it today. It keeps dropping. It's cheap. <laughs> um, it is. But, but when I did the McSnow, Mac. Look, see, new, new line there, you see. So when I produce these, look, and you're taking a piss here, you'll be like, oh, I wish I was interested in all that. But I turned around and I was like, the first thing that came into my head, I don't know why, I was like, oh, it's 50 quid there. Mm. And I was like, no, what are you doing? And then that was the only time I did was sit there and process, that's 50 quid. Not done it since, not done it. Since no, what no matter what bread or had, I the price wasn't an issue. The price isn't an issue. Like Dave said, if you want something, you will pay for it, and it's it's very very true. Um, I had the conversation with Mister Redding and Dave, and I think Wade was somewhere involved. We were trying to figure out pricing of geckos. Because it seems to be a touchy issue when it comes to, oh, this, that, and the other, and oh, he's, this, this is this much, or that's that much. And it's still a bit fuzzy now, but what we look at it is, what would you pay for that gecko? If you're going to pay 400 quid, because you know that gecko's the bee's knees, same as a car. You're going to pay Aston Martin prices for an Aston Martin. You're not going to pay it for... A fiesta. A fiesta. Yeah. You're not going to pay. Do you know what I mean? It's. Yeah. If you want that animal, you will buy it. I've there's there's been pages I've checked and go. Oh, excuse me. How much is this gecko, brother? And they've gone. It's this much. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll have a think about it. Next day, it's gone. Yeah. So there is somebody yeah. out there that wanted it that paid that money. Not that I'm tight. I thinking. All right. What can I put with that, or what can I afford, or is that how much I want to buy, pay for it or whatnot? But that's also another thing you've got to look for. It's just because you've gone to a pet shop, paid 500 quid for an animal, but then you go to the show and they're 300 quid. People think, oh, because I had it from a pet shop, I can sell it for 500 quid. Mm. doesn't work. The thing with pet shops, they've got bills. They've got wages. They've got to feed the animals until they sell, et cetera, et cetera. So they have got to put their percentage on to make the profit back. That's what they're for. They're for a pro This is a hobby. Do you know what I mean? And as I said, you've got a reasonably price stuff um, to move it on as well. But also people be like, oh, sorry, I've just got to show you these to magic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's that's the way I've looked at it. Generally, would I pay that for that? Yeah, I would. So that's what I'm generally going to do. There's loads of factors do. as well as like the breeder, lineage, like, like loads of things play play a role. Like I could go and buy a Max Snow off of, um, oh, I don't want to put anyone's name, but I could buy a Max Snow for 100 quid off somebody, or I could buy a Max Snow from Ron Tremper and he's going to want triple it. It's just yep. because of the line, you're, you're buying the lineage, you're buying the quality. and Also, I know it sounds silly, you're buying a name. I got that from Ron Tremper. 
Do you know what I mean? I've got that. Yeah. I've got the copper. So, I've got the copper. I've got the copper from Dave. As you said, so I buy just examples. These guys don't take it to heart. I don't want your hate mail. Um, so I brought two geckos from DC, and I've bred them, and people are going. Alright. Um, if they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> and you've you've put them together and gone, I've produced these geckos and people go, oh. But as soon as you say I've got these from DC geckos, people are like, Ooh. It's, yeah. Ooh. It but no disrespect to anybody, it is because Dave has built up a good reputation. Yeah. And that's what people know have gone reputation absolutely fantastic there was somebody on one of the pages i commented on and i went oh these are coppers and someone went oh what do you mean these are coppers they're just such and such and i went no no these are his own brand brands. His, these are his own his line, line. Geckos. yeah he's lying and they've gone no it's just this is and i went copied and paste what he put on his page and they went oh yeah oh oh wow these are his own line and i'm like yeah, yeah. Because, same again, it's misinterpretation of people calling something a copper when it's not a copper. And you get that a lot. No worries, Dave. It's not people that look, at yeah. a, they look at a copper who don't know a copper and they'll think tangerine tremper. It's like, no, 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 it is a tangerine tremper. You are quite right. But it's a, it's a line that's been worked for so many years. It's a copper. It's a copper line. Yeah. So I had this conversation with client customer someone that was interested mm. and they were like why is this one this much and that one's double the price but they look the same i says one lineage the genetics it carries but you've got to think there's a lot of people out there that um just want a pet mm. so they want to pay, they want to pay cheap prices which funny enough comes back to where i originally started Nothing wrong with breeding normal geckos, and you know you could sell them 30 quid. I'd have 50 people through the door, 30 quid, 30 quid, 30 quid. But that money for me will either top up my projects going forward or it'll run my gecko room. Yeah, it's always going into it one way or another, or you upgrade. Yep. Or you're doing something, yeah. you're buying a new heat map for your incubator, or oh, I've got 30, I just sold that gecko for thirty quid. Oh, I need to get some more eco for the, the tubs. You know yeah. what I mean? It's always this is it. Like like we said, so I, I was scouting and I saw Ollie and Els mention Wild Racks. So Wild Racks, I think, are a new company on Instagram. They shared this post actually for this yeah. live. So the live shout out for them. And from the video that Ollie put on, the racks do look... I'm not disrespecting anybody else who builds racks. It was just when Ollie put it on, it just seemed it worked. The hatchling rack worked really well. So I got involved. I, I spoke to them and sort of things because, like, LLV, what's his name? Uh, he, no. That's him, Neil. And thanks for liking all my pictures on my page. Um, <laughs> he, he builds... He builds great racks. Do you know what I mean? There's a company that I brought my first rack from, but they're all doing it, and it's it's fantastic work. Um, new companies coming up, but Wild Racks they look fantastic. It all looks smooth. There's go go visit them. Have a look at their page. 
and they are doing a giveaway, I think, on Saturday with a live on Sunday, I believe. But Wildrax underscore, I think, their page is on their Instagram. So go give them a follow. Uh, but as you said, the, the money that comes back in off these geckos goes back in. Um, when you go to move on geckos, you're buying tubs that geckos are in. They're costing you a pound each. Do you know what I mean? You've got 500 babies. That's 500 quid on tubs. You're buying shoe boxes, two quid. It all adds up. It all adds up. But people. Yesterday, I spent about 130 quid just on a dubia roach colony and uh, food bulbs for my uh, geckos. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm always buying a new gecko. I'll sell two geckos and I'll go and buy it. I'm constantly improving what I've got. Yeah. So, literally. The geckos that I moved on, that money went straight into my account and then went into other people's accounts. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's the way it works for me. It helps me build my foundry of what I've got. So when I started, as much as I told this lady that asked the question, how many would you start with? And I said, one, one. I ain't going to lie to you. I brought... I think it was three from the show. I come home, and then that was it then. Chloe's geckos got me hooked every day. Oh, how much is this? Oh, what's this look like? Must have done her head in. And then I found Dave. Oh, what's this? What's Must have done his head in. Mm. And then I went to Mike at Gecko Lounge because we must have been talking for about a month on where I picked this Tugstone mail up. And then I took a picture and went, is this you? And he went... Yeah, that's my stand. I went, well, I had it from you. And he was like, oh, you did. After a month of chatting. So we realized then that it was original Tug Snow Lime. Yeah. Phew. Yeah. Um, and he did it to me a good deal as well. And he was kind of gutted that he did it. But hey, oh, shit happens. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I did. I went absolutely mental. I went, oh, I like that one. I like that one. Oh, I'll put that one with that one. I like that one. So then you was coming up to my house. Well, my brother's house often, because my wife, my wife was at home. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you kept going up there, dropping stuff off here, dropping stuff off there. And then before you know it, I've got a large collection of geckos. But to me, as I said, because the experience I had with numerous reptiles and mammals and ferrets <laughs> popped into my head. I kept ferrets as well. Um but I had the experience beforehand. I did message CF geckos because some blitz were just still blurry to me. It's moved on 10, 15 years from when I did it. I wondered if there was anything new, what was going on, how it was all going. Um, so I messaged him. Nice guy, Dave, nice guy. Chloe, beautiful. Great to talk to. And it went from there. I sat down, I picked and chosed, chosed, picked and chose what I wanted to put together for myself. I thought, oh yeah, and then I've always gone on a, a turnaround. So for one year I'd breed one female, and then the next year I'd breed another, so I'd give the one a rest. Because I, I'll same again, I'll be truthful. Um, I had a female that almost died on me. She laid four eggs, and she collapsed. I don't know why. She all collapsed in. She went to shit. Um, she laid four eggs. I don't know what it was. Four great eggs. They were infertile, but they were great eggs. So I was like, oh, 
never seen this before, never had this issue, brought her back, which was another achievement for me, almost like playing James Herriot. But um, brought her back to life. She's up fit and running. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just like, right, okay, so I won't use her again for a year because I'll give her a year to recuperate, to come back to life, put weight on, leave her. Just literally put her to one side, bring in another fam- female that I can, I can breed from. So that's why, in, in sense to me, I don't generally make plans because you just don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to get my hopes up and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like with Chris and these super-duper things that he hits one in a million. I generally wouldn't put stuff together to try and hit that. I'd put stuff together, and if it happened, fantastic. If it didn't, it didn't. Like he did, he had a few, and it pulled off for him. But also he got other different morphs out of those pairings, which is which is what you do, which is what you're fantastic. And he's, I think he said the other day, he doesn't breed hundreds and hundreds. He breeds enough, and then he'll move them on. And that's generally generally the basis of what I like to do, what I'm doing here. Um, but to be worldwide famous, wouldn't everybody? If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's a hobby. I've got a shitty T-shirt. Um, but, yeah, hopefully I will be at the shows. Going, oh, and then I'd like to turn heads, not just with my looks, but with the geckos as well. I would I would like people to go, oh, actually, he breeds a nice tangerine over there or yeah, a nice yeah. purple black-headed monster. Who knows? Who? I, with me, like, I like being really good at something. And if I'm good at something, which is a much I go it all for, like, all for it, it's like when this year... I've doubled, pretty much doubled what I've breed this year um, because of the demand. Last year, everything just absolutely flew out. I'll just breed. What's the point in breeding 300 geckos if you can only move 200? So, like, last year, everything sold really quickly and around about September, November, December time, I had loads of people asking, you got any geckos available? Oh, I've missed you, I've missed you. So I thought, well, next year, I will, I will double that. And yeah. what I really... What I really crave to do, I really crave to do something like Dave's done. I would love to one day make something that whether something happens to me, whether I quit the hobby, that someone will always, that my gecko, like copper, will always be around now. It will never disappear. There will always be coppers. The liners will always be there. It'll be crossed, whatever. I would love to make that stamp. And that's why I don't want to be famous or anything. I would just love to think that that's George's work. Or that's, that must be a gecko from George. Or that's a gecko from Mike. Or that's a gecko from Holly. That must be one from Chloe. And there's like little marks now with me, with my smiley heads, people are starting to say, oh, is that from George? Like with Chloe. Some stuff I see people go, that's got one of Chloe's. That's what yeah. I really... It's like what you said with art. It comes down to yeah. art again. Do you know what I mean? People be like, that's George's art. That's, George, that's Mike's art. That's uh, one of mine. Yeah. That, that is what I really, really want to do. It's the signature that you put in, but also, as I said, it's it's a lot of love and stuff that you put into these animals that will help you go further. Because, as I said, if it shows in your work, it will then show in you. Mm. Um, and that's what I've always looked at, and that's what I've based myself on. So, yeah, I've got G&Ts from Chloe, 
and everybody knows that, and they are fantastic. I'll get this one out if I can, actually. This one I absolutely adore, <clears throat> but the other's just as nice. But this one, to me, has got a, a lovely carrot tail on it. She's lost a bit of a green, but look at this. Come on. It's going to be on camera. Oh, very nice. And it has gone orange underneath the back of her tail as well. Oh, yeah, see? Uh, see? That ombre <laughs> round almost. Yeah. Very nice. Chloe's geckos are, are mental. And I've seen some that she's produced this season as well. And to be honest, absolutely fantastic. Now, this one is shit on camera. Um, but the green goes from the head. Oh, I don't think you're going to see it. Um, but literally goes, and it's a very faint green. And then it's almost like a line in the centre of the body. See the green there? Oh, yeah. And then the orange. And it almost comes down to the back of the legs. Um, but she's just, I don't know, um, She's not put on much weight since I've had her. I don't know why, but I've got one downstairs and she's like a tank. Absolute tank. Nutter. And she beat me the other day. Little shit. Um, <laughs> she literally, I picked her up and she shot shit everywhere and then she bit me and I was like, going to play today then. So I put her... <laughs> you got to take me out on a date first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't touch me like that. Don't touch me. Um, but honestly, when this one comes up to weight, she's not, she's about 40 odd grams as it is, but I like to put a bit more beef on to make sure that they can handle the, egg, the eggs because it's not fair on them. It's, I had a female that she produced eggs. They were infertile, but she lost loads of weight. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. What's going to happen here? A tail went thin, stick thin. I mean stick thin. And I thought, oh, God, what have I done wrong? But now, oh, she's, she's a battle tank. She's huge. Mm. And I brought her from a local breeder in Stafford. But... um. She was, she's piled the weight on. As I said, I try not to feed them because I don't like them overweight. But some of them you don't have to touch and they just put weight on. But a lot of the geckos that I've got are more, how can I put it, beefy than they are fat. They're solid. Yeah. Which to yeah. me is a nice gecko where I've had big geckos before and they're just all flab. They're just floppy. And it's like, it's not healthy for you. But yeah, it's... Uh... I had a giant <laughs> that, even through cremation. Where you stop feeding, he was still gaining weight. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's funny it's enough. Down to their lining though, I think it's like, um, I wouldn't say obese, but I'd say like it's something. It's like mum and dad's big. Do you know what I mean? It's that process. I think it's to do with that. Well, it's like the same again, though, isn't it? It's like um, we we'll go back to Dave. I know I keep shouting Dave, oh, but Daddy, I will shout Three rolls must be burning. <laughs> um, he always sending me text message. Um, but um, his colossal line, I think, from what he was saying, was literally he just kept big females back yeah. and then the bigger females and the bigger females. But as we said to you before, how do we know normal hasn't got those genetics for bigger mm. geckos in? Because um, I, I was speaking today the other day about trying to put different colours and stuff into his colossal line but as i think we spoke you spoke to other people about um such as your line with the giants and stuff is you'll get 50 percent giants 50 percent small or you might get so much of this so it's that one's a bit of a minefield do you know what i mean it's yeah. 
Probably, no, probably needs to look into a bit further, and if they've got time to do it, to do it. But yeah, I wouldn't mind some giant this and giant that. But as I said, I think next season, as you know, there's. I think it's just the line. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a couple of geckos coming my way um, to put into projects to see what we can get out, see what we can put them across to see what. But then I think the season after that, it's not planning, it's looking ahead. But the season after that, I think I might try. I might speak to a couple of people to see what lineage I can try and use to create something of my own. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way I want to look at it after this. So, yeah, I will get funding from moving on my gecko hatchlings. Put that money, same again, it will go into upgrading racks. It will go into food. It will go into this and that. It's already spent in theory, to be honest. There won't be, I won't be going to Spain. I won't be going to New York or Ibiza. Do you know what I mean? I won't be having a world tour. But that's what I'd like to get to. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm happy with what I've got, to that's, be honest. It's, what you said spot on earlier, it's like um, everyone has their own path eventually. It's like Chloe's known for a G&T, Dave for his coppers, and Chris uh, Flavel for his radars. And when you're like, in, when you're in the position you're in, you're probably thinking, I don't want, sometimes you feel like you're blending in with everybody. It's like, for example, I've always liked having really nice cars. And when I bought, I bought a Ford Focus, and the moment yeah. I drove it, I thought, I blend in. I feel like a mum in this. Everyone else and has I got one. Yeah. So it's same with the gecko. So I remember you speak to me saying, I love all the Max Snows. I love all this, that and ever. But I want to I wanna do something that I, I people appreciate me for. Like st I stand out for that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So As I said, it, it's, it's not for fame. It's something I want to do personally yeah. for me as a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, but um, just tapping you on the back. <laughs> <laughs> <What if, laughs> oh, the gecko! Um, oh, an orange <laughs> magic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if fame comes with it, mate, I'll roll with it. Yeah, I'll sit back. People can fan me. Oi, oi. But if it happens, it happens. I'll be happy. It's an achievement for myself. And then if something different happens along the line, and it comes into the gecko world then i'll have my haters and i'll have my lovers but that's just parts and parcel i'm afraid no matter what you do you're always going to get people that don't like it or think oh he's done this he's done that well tell you what you go and do something and make yourself happy leave me to do what i'll do and i'll do it uh, but nice yeah, it's just... don't say anything at all that's not needed everything i say <laughs> I'm in. in the group. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a hobby. Hobby. Anyway, look after the animals. Probably, look after I think we should probably wrap it in, Mike. It's up two hours, mate. I know. Aye, aye. So, well, you've so got to go to bed, have you? Before we button it up, because Mike's been yeah. buttoning on, <laughs> any questions or anything you want us to answer in the comments? Because of. Um, I think the missus is knocking on the door. I'm hungry. So if anyone's got any questions. Also, um, this will go on YouTube and Spotify. So you, everyone can everyone can listen to this at another day if they need to. If they've been nipping in and popping out. One thing I will say is, uh, balls to you, 2014, Gavin. 
I asked him a question earlier and he says he has some big news for the reptile community that we might want to know. Um, so what I'll do is I'll keep you all up to date on that one. He hasn't let me know what it is yet, so I don't know if he's going to pop it in one of his lives. But if you give him a follow and watch his lives, I've met him at a show once before, 2019. But as I said, he's a local lad. He's a local Brummie lad. Um, but go give him a follow. Watch his page. He also speaks the truth as well, so he will keep you all updated on everything else. Uh, but, yeah, all, all I'm going to say is, is it ball python news or is it like a news that's something that everyone's going to benefit? Rept, yeah, everyone. Reptile, reptile community is going to benefit from this. So he said, yeah, just give him a follow, give him a shout, follow his page and look at Gavin's balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's got some really nice python. If you're a ball python follower, lover, stick to his page. He, uh, he's created some nice stuff this season. Hence the reason why I was still on the, uh, oh, I bet, oh, shall I, shall I? Because he's got some really nice stuff out there. Um, but as I said, as we've mentioned before, I do artwork. Um, Black Art Acrylics is my Instagram and my Facebook page. If you want something a bit different to hang on your wall, go over there, give it a like, give it a share, do what you can. Um, I'd show you what I've got, but it's all in A3 size paper. Um, A A two, sorry, so it's absolutely. Do you do like the skull? I see that you do make skulls. Like you got the skull at the back there, the the Lord of the Rings thing over there. That is Goonies. That is a Goonies map that I had framed. <clears throat> um, the skull I took pictures from, so I painted that with the paint that I was trying out. This one was a piece of art of a child's gas mask. And it's got a butterfly in there that's actually decaying, so it's actually falling apart. The name of that one I called is Destruction. So I have a bit of a weird imagination. But I called that one Destruction. Yes, they are up for sale. Um, that's a sheep skull. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I generally got, I've got loads of stuff for sale. So this one on a poison bottle. There's two beetles on there. Um, if you want to see more of this stuff, my page for this one is Dead Beautiful. Dead Beautiful. Um, dead Beautiful. Just like myself. Uh, I also got a raccoon. No, it's a beaver skull. That sort of stuff would do so well at Donny, you know. There's a, there's a company called Dead Co. that do all like, the butterflies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, we're not talking about anyone in this stream, Michael. This um, this skull that I've actually painted black is actually painted a paint that turns colour when it heats up. So I'll try and get this on camera for you, if I can eat it up. I'm not doing anything rude, look. I'm just rubbing my skull, <laughs> said the vicar to the nun. Because <sighs> I've seen the train, they've made some training oh. where it'll be like a black tick, and then the sun hits it and it goes pink. Yep. This, actually, yeah, it's uh, warming up. I should have sat on it. Um, so it goes on black, but then... Oh, colours up. Nice. So you just think it's a normal black skull, but actually it's... Uh, wowzers. But yeah, I do all sorts of mad shit when it comes to... Uh, oh, I've got this idea. This is what I'll do. But yeah, the bell jars I sell. Framed butterflies I sell. Um, there's a lot of artwork as I sell. Black Art Acrylics, Dead Beautiful, 
go take a look. There's loads of stuff. Or if not, just message me on this page and I'll point you in the right direction for anything and everything. Um, shout your shout your um, reptile page as well. So there will be people that will be listening to this in Spotify. Because a lot of people that view this is the people that um, look on YouTube and Spotify. So yeah, yeah. I know what your page is and everything. Mr. Gecko Breeder, Mr. G Breeder, I think, on Facebook, and then it's Mr. Gecko Breeder on Instagram because couldn't have Mr. G Breeder. Don't know. But um, yeah, take a look. As I said, go over, message me on any of those pages, and I'll get back to you. If there's anything you fancy doing, I'd let me know. Um, I believe George wants some art from me. <laughs> but yeah, I've got people asking for my stuff. Not all day long, but. Because it's a bit different. Take honestly, take a look. Uh, it might not take your fancy, but it'll work on the walls. <laughs> it will. Um, but yeah, it's as I said. I try and do my art to try and keep focused on stuff because it just oh, it's just so relieving. And I started my artwork in just uh, it was, yeah, it was locked down, so I was ordering canvases left, right, and centre. I had a shed built. Go down there, paint. I'd spend hours in there, come back painted, uh, like multicoloured. But I'd same again, I had an achievement, I did it, I was happy with what I got, and then I was like, oh. And then people were like, oh, are you selling this? And I'm like, yeah, well, are you interested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of my canvases I do on prints, which is cheaper than the canvas itself, so it can be rolled up and then sent out. Uh, but yeah, go take a look. Perfect. Black Art Acrylics, Dead Beautiful, Mr. G Breeder, Mr. Gecko Breeder. Find the symbol. Take a look, uh, ask me anything you want, and I'll try and point you in the right direction. If I haven't got it, I'll try and source it for you or point you to someone that has. But yeah. Perfect. But Perfect. all I want to do is say thank you to everybody that's watched or is still watching, and everyone that's given me support through all this. I was rusty when I come back into it, so obviously I was still asking questions. <clears throat> but thank you, George, for having me on this. That's all right. To uh, have a shout out and whatnot. <laughs> hopefully I'll be famous. <laughs> Need that. So hopefully I'll be famous after this one and I'll have six thousand followers and then who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Again, I appreciate you yeah. on um Mike and obviously Mike if you know Mike he's full of jokes and banter and I told him my mum's got a naughty right hook and he said his mum's called Jane, so she must have a naughty right <laughs> hook that stuff, so Mike's a really good person. Just if you, if you if you want to talk geckos, just talk to each other. Mike Mike could be willing to talk. And um, yeah, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And a big thanks again, uh, Mike. We'll probably have you on. No, no problem. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. See you I later, mean, if, see you later, guys. Bye. Take care. See you in a bit. <laughs>